Hey guys, welcome back to the Escape Bro Podcast. My name is Fung Tran, and on this episode, Ron and I present my brother, Jay Tran. He's a blue belt in jiu-jitsu and a young entrepreneur who managed to build a six-figure business. On this episode, we talk jiu-jitsu, we talk about his singular approach towards his achievements and his gradual journey to self-employment. I hope you see that he's a constant source of inspiration to me. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. get into it let's get started let's get started. pretty excited pretty excited to have you on man thanks man how's it feel i don't know maybe after this i'll start my own podcast Dude, <laughs> why not what would well, you talk I, about I, I, I don't know man i ain't got time for that at the moment yeah. it's too busy like at the moment with the market thing and and, and jiu-jitsu and and jiu-jitsu. girlfriends yeah no i just don't feel like i have enough time in my life like i do i do want to start something else in terms of um <clears throat> a I don't know, side hustle, side business. But it'll definitely have to be something online considering um, I just don't have time to do anything too physical. So definitely it's something that's e-commerce related. Well, why why not? Like, why do you think a podcast is going to be uh, take a lot of your time? Because literally Ron no. and I do this like once a week on a Tuesday. Uh, and we just, what we do is throughout the week, just pick, make random notes, random topics on, to, on mm. our Google Docs and see how it goes. Mm. No, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't I'm not going to rule out podcasting as, as uh, another, I guess, hobby for now. But um, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm not so much in terms of the artist side of me in terms of doing a podcast or or kind of playing music or whatever. I I'm kind of more sales driven in terms of making money or making a living. So anything that I can see direct um, impact and direct uh, revenue is is what I'm more interested in. Um, yeah, being Doing podcasts is, is fun and all, but I think it's something you definitely have to build, and it's not going to be something that's going to um, return your, your immediate, you mean. yeah, immediate income. Um, so, which is why I've I've you know, I've been looking at other revenues like like uh, what's it called uh, dropshipping and stuff like that. Uh, I was looking into dropshipping by Spotify, uh, Shopify, but yeah, I don't know. I, I still haven't. I'm at I'm at that 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 stage where I'm in limbo, trying just trying to find the next thing. I think if anything, if I'm pushed into it. Is, some, is, is then that's when I'm gonna take that leap and then finally start doing just like just like anything I've been doing in terms of um, uh, the market thing and, and, and quitting my full time job or or my other side hustle at the gym. So. We'll, we'll get into that because we we do have like a lot of questions and I think Ron has mm. uh, has been compiling a list of questions that he wants I to do ask have you. A few questions, yeah. Because mm. um, you know, <clears throat> one one thing I've been uh, mainly interested on is like your mindset of how to <clears throat> how how you do things because the way you th- the way I see you work. It's very black and white. It's either you do this or you don't, mm. or you do this or that. That's it. It's not like always uh, in the in the middle. Mm. Like you know how how I am, right? Mm. I'm always like figuring out like the deeper story behind something. Mm. Always for some reason, like the reason why you're doing something. Hold on. Mm, yeah, for the the reason why I'm doing something. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any questions uh, for 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 Jay at the moment, Ron? Well, I guess. Back to your um, your point about podcasting, taking time to for it to build before you see any sort of return. Is is that is that really the, the main reason why you wouldn't want to get into it? It's just too much time now and too much time going forward in, before you actually see anything. <clears throat> no, I don't think so. I think like so far what we've done five minutes. It seems pretty fun, but 
again, it, I reckon it will take a lot of my time and, and stop me from doing other things. Um, it, like I said, it's not something that, that I don't think, I don't want to do or I don't think I'll ever do. Um, definitely keep my options open. But um, at the moment, at this point in time, I, my focus is not here. My focus is... Um, yeah, just building my business, building my, building the, the market business. Um, for those who don't already know, I'm sure you're a thousand or ten thousand or millions of millions. subscribers. Millions. <laughs> yeah. We we have advertisers lining up right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys better be careful, you know. After this, uh, with yeah. me on and everything, you guys gonna have you know all the subscribers ready to, <laughs> ready to go. You know, everyone. Re- <laughs> but um, no, like I said, it's not something I, I, I wouldn't be um, thinking of in in the near future or, or, or the, you know in, in general in the future. Well, but, that's um, that's fair enough. I'm gonna like I mean. That's always something that I can push you later on. Like yeah. I'm gonna be living at your house pretty soon, <laughs> so this, the 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 equipment's gonna be there. Mm. Hey, so first questions, like just to give people who listen to this episode like an idea. Uh, when did you? When would you say that the entrepreneur bug bit you? Um. Like when? When? When was it? Because like you obviously. Um, had more of a corporate lifestyle than I had before mm. you started this, similar yeah. to to Ron, right? Yeah. So, so you, you you basically went through the whole um, uni thing. Mm, yeah, I was. I followed the structure, you know, high school, yeah. uni, uh, graduate, and you know, get a job in the corporate field and a corporate you know world and all that. And I just never enjoyed it. Like to be honest, um, I kind of always kind of felt that I had that that corporate bug especially during um, my uni days you know trying out you know a, a youtube channel to make extra money um yeah so I did a gaming channel which kind of flopped <laughs> didn't yeah. didn't like right. no with with that is I, what I f- what year was that what oh. year do you remember <clears throat> I don't remember this was definitely in my uh, my later uni days I couldn't be, I couldn't tell you exact year what year are we now 2019 uh, maybe 2016 maybe Jeez, that's like 3 years ago yeah no so maybe over that ago. maybe maybe 2015 yeah, yeah um right. but but yeah, like the only reason why that didn't work out is like I, f- I, I loved gaming back then, um, you know, playing Overwatch, Destiny, and all that, and with my friends. But um, <clears throat> I, I've kind of figured out that it became more of a job than anything. So I'd, I'd do you know a couple what, of hours. What, like, what did the the gaming? The, the gaming streaming? itself, and then right. no, and and then editing and all that kind of stuff. Okay, it yeah. got really tedious, and I I kind of didn't enjoy that as much anymore. And yeah. that's that's. You know, with most things, when people say, you know, if, once you make your hobby, your, your job, you kind of affects it because you're forced to do it. Um, and <clears throat> so, yeah, that's that's when, when I kind of stopped um, doing that. Um, didn't make any money. Out of it. Just, yeah. But so, you know, for fun, really. Yeah, so, for fun. Yeah. Look, I was hoping, like, like this, I was hoping it to become something... Yeah. For it to become something bigger, but <clears throat> so I guess really in, in a similar in a similar way, I haven't really had to touch any of the editing, any of the figuring out the software... Mm. That's my, I, I, that's I just my side of things. So yeah. for me, it's very easy. Mm. But you know, for Fung, he had to you know work all that out mm. before this even. And that's the type of stuff he likes. So yeah, I, I, I don't you know, I don't I don't blame him for for doing that kind of stuff. Mm. I mean, I feel for me, like as a person, right? Mm. Um, I think this this kind of showed in my uh, like if you're gonna t- talk about gaming, uh, remember uh, World of Warcraft? Yeah, you, you played that. So my role in that because it's a very team based when mm. you go into dungeons and whatnot, mm. right? So what the thing I really like to be always, um, my personality actually reflects my personality now. And the character I used to love playing is the support character. So right. healer, uh, you talk about like, you know, uh, what priest is a healer, like mage and whatnot, mm. like area of effect. So I th- I feel like whenever I, I'm, I'm undergoing something, I like to be supporting whoever's like uh, 
kind of yeah. kind of the driving force in the mm. in the business. And I think, uh, um, well, for those who don't know already, Fung always kind of liked playing um, the female character. I'm not sure what. <laughs> there might be some hidden message or you know hidden agenda there. I'm <laughs> I'm it, I'm the <laughs> you get like extra like extra stuff like favors from like. The male players, yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's it's. I'm, I'm very nurturing, guys. You know, very, yeah, I'm very, I'm very strategic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, and no. Going back to the question, um, yeah, and and uh, apart from that, I always kind of um, thought about making money on on the side as well because I was also working um, part time. Or, or casual um, in, a, in a corporate setting as well. Um, but this I, is before you graduated, right? Yeah, before graduated, right. and um, I kind of wanted to make my own, like little business, and so I thought about you know selling phone cases online and buying it off eBay and reselling it. But, but so it, it was always kind of there, but I, I never really <clears throat> um, knew um, I wanted to go into it fully because I was still. Uh, stressing a lot about you know finishing my degree and finding a job, and you know I was pushing myself, um, you know always putting my lead leg forward I guess Is that so, so, so for you the whole corporate thing was still the plan 100% even, even 100%. up to that stage yeah I was, I was, I was like always like um, pushing to get like, jobs and stuff uh, internships um, and yeah no I, eventually I finally got into the corporate in the world and I was yeah. working for Westfield and then, and then I, I, I shifted <laughs> over to um, James Hardy and, and that's when after two years of working in HR in that corporate world, I kind of realized how much shit shoving I was doing. I'm like, holy shit. This is, shit this shoving? Is, what do you mean by oh, that? Just what is that? What dumb that odd jobs. Like, at first, I was a personal assistant getting coffees and stuff like that. I was just... Wow, you actually did that? I in, did that. In, in, in did Jim, that. Jim, Jim, Jim no, Hardy? no, no, no. That was, that was um, for... Um, um, at, for Westfield in, in, in head office. Wow. So I was working for a massive GM, you know, taking care of uh, mm. different regions around Sydney uh, of shopping centres. And um, yeah, no, I was I was their PA. I was, I was their bitch. <laughs> I was getting coffees uh, and all that kind of stuff. So definitely not, not something I enjoyed. And when I got, I landed the, the HR job, I was like, you know, over the moon, you know, I was finally getting to HR, finally getting to my degree. And then, you know, um, a year on in, in that job, the, the magic kind of faded and then and I was just sticking around for the next so few what, years. So what was it that, um, that you kind of expected, which didn't really come to fruition for you? No, man, the nine to five is definitely not for me. Sitting around behind a desk, you know, taking orders from a manager and doing stuff that is so irre- irrelevant. Right. To anything. I mean, that adds no purpose whatsoever to my life or to, <clears throat> so it's just, it's so stupid. So would you say that uh, it didn't give you like ultimate happiness? Like yeah, you, no, you, no. you felt like you were kind of trapped? Yeah, no, no fulfillment. Yeah, definitely trapped. Uh, a slave, if, if anything. So, you know, I'd go, I'd go to work, you know, eight, eight thirty, nine o'clock. <laughs> the, le- the longer I stayed, uh, uh, the, the longer my tenure was with the company, you know, the later I got. Um, and you know, leave early because I never really wanted to be there. And, and I always felt tired. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know. Maybe because during it's pretty draining. This whole nine to five thing. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So during that time, I was uh, also doing part time. So um, be part time. Sorry, the markets. Um, oh, okay, so yeah, Fung yeah. and and I started. Uh, so we started the market game. We were doing um, fresh grocery, uh, fresh veggies, and, and yeah, tra- yeah. traveling down to um, Old Bar in Canberra, that, and like that f- was two a hours such a every bitch. Sunday. That was such a bitch. Oh my god! But hey, look, um, for what it is, you know, it, it blossomed into into this thing that we're doing now, and, and uh, of course, we've got to give a lot of credit to, to our dad, who's started it all, and and That's and, true. and kind of gave us uh, mentorship and and kind of guided or paved the here, way for us. Here's a here's a question, right? Because a lot mm. of people do not have the opportunities that exactly. we do, mm. uh, right? Mm. So, like you know, we have. We're lucky enough to have a father who's very entrepreneurial minded, yep. who's uh, who knows the hustle, mm-hmm. who who can teach us the hustle. Mm. But 
obviously there's also a lot of people that work in the nine to five <coughs> who do not have the uh, you know the outlet. option or yeah. the outlet of to, yeah. to 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 experience these things or they don't have a mentor mm. what have you ever thought of like if that wasn't here mm. like how would you how would you be able to fulfill oh. that uh yeah that? no I, i think about that a lot and and Every time I think about it, I'm like, shit, I'm getting teary. Oh, shit. No, just in terms of him not being here, I'm being able to bounce some ideas off him. So, um, you know, he talks, to, he talks to me a lot about, about this, this kind of stuff because I guess we kind of click in the sense that we love making money and we love and the business game and, and, and that type mm. of stuff. Um, and he, look, he's never really worked for anyone. So he really does, he do, really does um, understand um, everything about, about this the the game i guess um so look without him i i don't, I don't know I, i hope you know the day that he's no longer with us that you know he's taught me he's passed on you know, enough knowledge for me to be able to um you know you know kind of pave my own path after that um but i think at this, at this stage i'm there's, there's still a lot of growth and still a lot of learning um and I, i never really want to admit it to admit to him um the fact that considering you know i don't want him to get a big head or something <laughs> that's 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 yeah. true because you know um You know, have you ever, you've seen those movies where like the the student always wants to surpass the master? Yeah, sure. Like yeah. there's there's that <clears throat> complex when mm. you have a mentor or someone who's close to you mm. that uh, who is a step <clears throat> f- uh, above you. Mm. Yeah, and that gives you this feeling that I want to take you down. Yeah, I, I want to take that. that well, you're, it gives you're you my a goal, goal, right? It yeah, gives you a goal to go for. Mm. So b- before you, um, obviously, you both went through the the uni experience. Mm. You you finished, but Fong you. I never. I got. I got still got the letter. I got kicked out of uni. Yeah. So, so if, if if your parents were always about that kind of business hustle life, you know why? I I see where you're going with this question, but I don't know. Like, yeah. I just I guess the Asian mentality of finishing school. So were, were they? What was the question? You, like what? were they always like pushing you towards, you know, doing the the uni thing and then going towards a like no. a corporate career? No. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Actually, sorry. They'd never really pushed us into building it on business because they always say they always kind of guilt tripped us and saying how how um how horrible and how you know how much struggles there is in business and stuff but they never really talked about how how uh, enjoyable or prosperous mm. you can be in, in the business game um but look there are ups and downs i mean we just we just my business just got just went through a, a kind of a three month dip dip which we didn't really um that's horrible that was horrible yeah no like, i'm horrible. sorry like i had so much stress during that period yeah i'm still recovering from it yeah same i'm so. still recovering I, i do have quite a bit of yeah. debt from that period but look at the moment i think you know we're, we're in the we're in the right direction in terms of um going back up um and it's 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 pretty evident in terms of of the last yeah. month that we've had you know i've actually <clears> never um Um, I've never described the, the 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 business that I'm in at the moment. Do, do you want to like since you? I've, I feel like you've you've had uh, you've dipped your toe uh, in this game longer than I have for some mm. reason. Even though that we started at the same time, I kind of like wish I was a bit wishy washy well, with it. You, you kind do of you want to step back? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to um, uh, do you want to describe to people who's listening to this uh, to this podcast like what business that you're involved in at the moment? Okay, so um, about uh, I think it's been three years now. Um, Has it? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Like since you left the nine to five, or no? Since no, no. So I was doing the the the, the nine to five uh, for about part time for about two years. Right. Uh, sorry, not part time. I was doing nine to five, uh, and then doing the market game part time for about two years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, when it first started, I can't remember when. So look, we so we've initially started um, with um, like I said, buying and selling of fresh veggies and fruits, um, yeah. and then we kind of moved our way over to. 
doing juices, um, i.e. sugarcane. Um, from there, um, you yeah, know, the sugarcane, I'm, I'm still doing it to this day. It's, it's definitely one of my main products, which uh, worked better in the hotter season, like spring and, and summer, of course. Um, and then from there, I uh, created a new concept of schnitzel at, at the market. So what we do is we basically travel all around uh, Sydney or New South Wales and we set up our tent, food, food truck, and, and we, we um, yeah, cater to the uh, event that that's there, I guess. So you, like you would say you're a food vendor. Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, we're, market we're, events we're market and festival events and yeah. whatnot where people are come there, come there for like fun mm. at the end yeah. of the week. Right. Yeah. They see a festival, like whether it be a music festival, mm. whether it be like, you know, some council festival, the Royal Sister is a mm. good example of that. Mm. And um, you, would you say like you just set up and just, just trade for the day? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. We, we tra- trade for one day. Uh, sometimes we trade for two days where we leave our set up there overnight and, and come back the next day and trade again and then pack up and go home. Um, there, are, there are other events which kind of go for a week long, but we, we don't really do those ones because they tend to be a bit more expensive and the risk is just way too high compared, compared to um, these other smaller events. Um, but no, look, if, if, if you know, you're a listener and, and that's something that you're interested in, um, it's definitely uh, it can get stressful. It, it is a, definitely a full time job if you don't want to make it, you know, a, a full time thing. Um, but the rewards is is pretty good in terms of you know you being your own boss, um, making your own money, um, and you know just having a, a, a good quality of life. Like at the moment, we only work from Thursdays to Sundays, and that's not um, that's not um, guaranteed work, I guess. So, so we do have some times in between. So Mondays and Wednesdays usually days I train and just have off and, and mm. kind of recuperate myself. Usually by Monday, I'm I'm just freaking knackered. I'm just <laughs> I'm exhausted. Like last week, we just came back from Orange. Which is, which is about a three to four hour drive. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was a, a two day event. We came back at, at one in the morning and just um, had work again on Sunday afternoon at another event. And then just after that event, I got home. Next morning, oh man, my body was just exhausted. Like every muscle in my body was just sore. I'm like, oh You just God. don't want to get out of bed, hey? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's usually what I do on Mondays. Mondays, I just stay at home, watch TV all day, or I just chill. So, so there's um, really no kind of. Uh, like it, like it sounds like for people who are listening and and in the nine to five mm. who work you know five days a week it sounds great that you work you know three or four days a week yeah hundred percent but it's a tough three four days a week um yeah look there are other people in in this game who have other stores and then who have kids um I I don't know if I'd recommend it to people who with kids uh, who mm. are quite young and toddlers and stuff like that yeah considering it is quite hard to juggle the both of them because you're going away sometimes or most of the times you're going away for for two days or whatever the case is and that's time away from your kids that's time away you know, taking care of them so if you do have support back home then yeah okay that, that's fine but if not it is definitely something that you got to consider um, but yeah don't don't let it become a barrier or, or, yeah. or of entry of course so what what I kind of wanted to ask you about because um, for, for me my whole experience is the whole 9 to 5 mm. right in, in the corporate office so now that you kind of have a pretty good um, pretty good understanding of both um, both lines of work mm. How, how how does it feel to kind of leave the nine to five? The very the stability of a paycheck, the you know the the office environment where there's really no hard labor in, in any shape or form, and 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 to now where you're doing where you're working for yourself, where there's all that stress of you know where's how's how's this uh, market going to go? And yeah, um, look I, honestly, that that leap that I took, that the the that meeting that I finally um, organized with my manager, telling him that I was leaving, was definitely. 
um, something that was a scary moment for me, considering I, I was living a steady paycheck. Yeah. Um, for you know the unknown kind of thing. But don't, look, in saying that, it's not that I w- It's not like I was just kind of leaping into it, not knowing if I was gonna make money. And I was working on this, uh, grinding at it. You know, every single week, and from you know Saturday, Sunday, doing different events on, on top of what I, uh, you know the work that I was already doing. So what what happened was uh, initially I, I requested to be made part time and only work my three to four days a week and you know have a day to kind of set up and yeah all that kind of stuff um so look i, I guess that helped in terms of you know taking that leap so the also, transition to yeah the transition yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. so and yeah, also that's, um that's actually like one of the things that tim first uh, talks about in the four-hour work week mm-hmm. how you request for your from your full-time job to work on a part-time basis mm. so that you can have like a day or something like uh, like uh, Jay said yeah. to work on your own passion right yeah you know I mean I definitely hope that one of these days I can cross that bridge when yeah you know I have the opportunity to no, talk to my manager about 100% it was it was definitely scary I mean I mean yeah. I was living you know steady paychecks I mean annual leave you know sick leave and mm. all that stuff um, but on top of that on top of, of what really kind of helped me make that <clears> decision <throat> was that you know my, my dad was already in the game he's he was already, uh, like I said, you know, uh, carving that path, and we, we, I, we, I already knew that there was there was money in in this game, um, but look, uh, with uh, in saying that, you know, there was no certainty that I'd be able to make a living on it. But no, no, I mean, uh, it's been exactly a year, I think, a year, a month. Um, yeah. or, or, no, sorry, a year. August um, kind of marked the the one year. Really? cycle yeah yeah i've been doing this for a year i'm like fuck it's crazy um and since then yeah I'm so so there's definitely that kind of fear of leaving full-time or part-time corporate n- role not to, to, to for the grind 100 percent. yeah i was i was worried oh, i can't remember how but, but at the same time um there's always that kind of uh there's always that thing where you can always go back right no if this thing fails or is no, it just i, at, I, I don't done. see myself ever going back i right. can't I can't see myself, you know, reporting to a manager who's giving me things to do that doesn't mean jack shit to my okay. life. Okay. Well, okay. Um, so, what would you do if, uh, for example, the next day, like the government, for example, I'm just going to give you a scenario that the government comes in and say, like, all market events is considered illegal right now because, like, mm-hmm. you're selling food that's unsafe for the for the customers. Or you need like fifty grand to buy a license to yeah, right. go into it because, like, you know, the money the, the government wants to make some money out of it. Yeah, I don't. How, what what would you do then um, if you would not if you weren't able to do this anymore? Like, it's a total failure. What what happens then? Like, have you ever thought about a contingency plan or? Well, this is the reason why I'm looking at other revenue streams and and how to kind of grow that as well mm. um like uh, i you know i'm i'm, I'm kind of an instagram addict so i'm constantly strolling through instagram <laughs> and i see a lot of <laughs> feeds about the business and stuff and uh, i always yeah. see things like oh just in general when i'm t- when i'm reading about business stuff is that you know rich people kind of they don't have just one revenue streams they always have multiple revenue streams mm. that's what they make makes them so successful and you know security as well um no, I'm. I, I remember. I am looking. I'm looking for definitely looking for something something else um, that that could generate you know some money or even more money. Um, but at the moment, just haven't been able to find. I, th- I think if anything, that the first step is always the hardest one. Once you find it, it's it's not even about finding the right things. It's just about grinding at, at something that you decide. Um, you know, there's there's some money to be made there because um, you can always. As soon as you take that that step, you can always grow it and and you know mm. figure your way around there. So what you're saying is like even though you're doing something, mm. always be on the lookout mm. for the next opportunity. 
kind of kind of um so with me i'm I'm constantly looking like my mind's constantly working and i'm always you know i'm just look you know let's say in on daily drive i just get some random ideas because i see something on the street you know oh, how do i make money from that how do i make money from that and an example of that and ron this question is a question you've been meaning to ask me all day about about um my my side hustle which i yeah. do at the gym um actually what, what do you want to ask that question again for those people yeah who don't so know you? so you, you told me that uh you started a a little a tiny business right mm. where you purchased a little <clears throat> sewing machine mm-hmm. and you basically do a little bit of embroidery mm-hmm. a little bit of uh patch sewing for mm-hmm. um geese mm. at your jiu-jitsu gym yeah and so so obviously you have zero experience in any sort of sewing or handcrafts right correct before before this yeah um but then for you to see um, a potential mm. source of income and decide, mm. hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this out. Mm. Purchase a was seven hundred dollar sewing machine. Mm. Oh. Yeah, that's where I am now. Yeah, <laughs> not when I started. <laughs> well, no, I'm not gonna just go in and buy a seven hundred dollar machine, which when I don't know, don't know, there's any money to be made right. there. And, and and then and then for you to be now be making some sort of money, right? At least break it even, right? Yeah, 100%. I've made, I've definitely made money back from, from my investment. I mean, I've been doing this for, doing the jiu-jitsu thing for about two years and a half. Yeah. So, so when, when was it in, in that kind of, so you started jiu-jitsu like Mm. a few years ago now. Mm. When was it, did you, you know, figure out that, hey, maybe I can make some money on the side on Um, this kind of thing? So my gym is, is a fairly new gym. Um, It's looking in Parramatta, you know, Gracie Parramatta, if anyone wants to drop by and, you know, check it out. Very good gym. Um, so I joined the gym and, and about three months in, I, I've noticed that um, they were selling patches. They were selling patches for people to get their geese done because they want their logos to be on everyone's geese. You know, some people don't want to wear their home uh, gym geese and they want to wear, you know, their own brand one, you know, Titan yeah. Kings, um, yeah. whatever the case is. And um, so, yeah, I noticed this and I, I went up to my coach. I'm like, coach, you know, his name's George. I'm like, George, who's doing the sewing for, for, these, for these people? And then he's like, no one. I'm like, oh, cool. So there's a business, uh, you know. There's, there's, you know, there's a the need for it. He's like, yeah, of course. Do you want to do it? I'm like, yeah. I kind of, you know, I, I, was, <laughs> I just like, yeah, you know, just kind of chuck. But that how, like, how did how did how did that idea just pop in your head? Like you know. looked at it, it's like, hey, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, I have zero zero uh, sewing experience. Um, and then look, two weeks later, you know, I'm, I'm just sitting, you know, getting ready for class and just waiting for the class to begin. And uh, George comes up to me. He's like, Jay. I got the, I got these two uh, geese for you to do for you know the student <laughs> and, I, and and I'm like what because I, I don't know <laughs> I have no clue how to do this you know um, and then yeah then so look I take it home I'm like oh my god I'm gonna do this and my girlfriend yeah she has a little bit of sewing experience, sewing experience so um, she kind of shows me the ropes a little bit so I I ended up taking two days two days of fishes <laughs> two day, like two whole days stitching those those uh, geese how, by hand how big were the patches dude they were at least uh, what 20 centimeters across <laughs> two days <laughs> each of them <laughs> 20 diameter 20, uh, 20 uh, and, and, centimeters and, and these geese the material is, is not thick. It, is thick it is thick so I was you know using my thumb just pushing those, <laughs> those needles through um, and then and my girlfriend's like you're an idiot why don't you just get a sewing machine so I'm like yeah that's true I don't get a sewing machine um, and mind you these geese I don't go what like 15 bucks for, for two days of work, for each yeah, for two yeah. days work that ended up being like 30 bucks for two days you know, two whole freaking days worth of work $30 um, for two days, days. $30 like, that's like a, what, is, what is that per hour <laughs> that's peanuts per hour that's what it is um, so yeah we went we went out to Spotlight which is the um, uh, I guess the sewing um, sewing material store um, in Sydney 
And um, yeah, I, I bought this nine nine dollar machine, which I, when I first looked at it, because I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty conscious with with finances. I'm pretty sure you're the same with yeah. that, Ron. Like yeah. even t shirt that's twenty bucks, I'm like, well, really? I don't I don't mm. really want to spend that. Um, it's weird. It's really weird considering uh, when I look at other people's mindset and they're more they're more than happy just to kind of give all that money away. I'm like, oh no, I'm yeah, not, that's, I'm that's, not. That's, that's 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 a little bit of how I was. Mm. Not anymore. Yeah, like no. I, when I look at things now, I'm more conscious of the yeah. value I'm getting out of it. Yeah. So so I'm 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 very yeah very conscious about um like throwing my money away and, and it's I guess it's so like, I've got like mental barriers which kind of you know like like online you're putting things in my cart and getting to the cart and looking at it and like nah close window mm-hmm. <laughs> and not wanting to buy it um, you still have that mindset like that, how does that uh, how does that mindset translate to what you're doing now um no it's it's definitely something that I, I think I've relaxed on a little bit but it, for for business anyway so business I, I I'm I kind of splurge a little bit, just kind of you know, kind of invest. But for myself, I definitely don't, don't, don't buy anything. Like honestly, I, I can't remember the last time I actually bought for anything for myself that was reasonably expensive. Um, mm. so yeah, it's interesting. We'll get to that because I've got a question here to ask about your money mindset. But like, Which, let's just go just, back to to yeah, the story. To, to the story, like how you so basically you, uh, you you took two days to store a twenty centimeter diameter patch mm. for like is that two geese or just one two geese two, two geese. so you, you completed it oh, I completed it oh, uh, and how, how, I, I can't it was thirty dollars yeah and what's the quality like did any, did they come uh, back to you or anything like that um. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it wasn't the best quality to be honest because now now I do double stitching for every gear oh, that wow. I do on that the back quality because yeah. you have to like it's for especially because we're on the ground doing jujitsu on the back and constantly grinding on the mat and a lot of friction so the gears do t- uh, the patches do ten, uh, tend to rip off if you don't do double stitching mm. um, but when I did that one it was on a single stitching so I do apologize for um, for that customer that I had um, <laughs> but um, anyway so I ended up buying that $99 machine and this, um, this is after two jobs right this is after the, sec- the two gears no that two gears Two gears, yeah. So you made you made thirty dollars, and you decide to go and buy a ninety nine dollar machine. Exactly, and and honestly, <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. No, uh, that that was definitely a, a struggle for me because I didn't want to buy it. And yeah. I'm I'm pretty um yeah. I'm so pretty, were you yeah, sweating? You're like oh yeah, ninety nine dollars. Yeah. Well, so, so you were gonna continue with sewing? Well, it no, I wasn't gonna do it. Like it took too long. I'm like, no way, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. But, but like, and Dad always kind of has. Dad always tells us. Like every time I, I kind of complain about something being too expensive, it's like this. It's he always says, you know, it's an investment for the business. It will generate money, and that, I, I guess that was what was playing in my mind when I finally did buy it. Um, and th- since then, I, I made my money back pretty quick. To be honest, so mm. yeah, it's it's, a, it's definitely a mantra that he tells us. Yeah, yeah as long as it's, it's a, yeah. as long as it's something to make you money. Yeah, don't be scared. It's, to wor- spend. it's worth every penny that you yeah. put into it. Hundred percent. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah. No. Since then, I've done. I can't. I can't tell you exactly how many geese I've done. I've done quite a bit. Of of geese for the, for the students at, at my gym. Don't you think you should like record that up just to say like uh, come back to it in the future? Just like hey, I've come a long way. Oh, I do this. I've, start, I've started. I've started recording it for. Um, yeah, so no, I've, I've started recording everything in terms of who I do it for and, and what's the cost yeah. and what job that needs to be done. <clears throat> um, I tried like also um, fixing geese and stuff, but that didn't work out. Fixing geese, yeah, when like they rip rips and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's just too much work and, and doesn't what's work. What's involved in that though? You need to because the material is really thick. Material, well. no, like the pants are mainly the ones that rip. And when you yeah, try to yeah. restitch that, it doesn't. The stitching it just doesn't it doesn't hold, unfortunately, and just re rips again. So, um, yeah, no, it, it becomes it becomes too fragile. So I, I don't do those works because it's just too much work. And it's not worth. It's not fair for the customers as well. Um, yeah. But no, it's it. I so mean, so obviously with your ninety nine dollar sewing machine, mm. you've kind of seen you know 
the return on that many times 100%, over. Hundred percent. I think I reckon I can buy like from the money I made. I reckon I could buy like over. I don't know. 20, 30, 40 machines. Fuck. Um, okay, okay. Wait, maybe, you're maybe, saying maybe, maybe, maybe for, from just that single machine that yeah. you bought, you're saying that you you said 30, 40 machine. It's like four grand. That's 4,000 bucks. No, maybe not. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe half that. Yeah, maybe half that. It's a 20 bucks a pop. It's it's, it's <clears> nothing <throat> big. It's just pocket change. Yeah. But, and, um, and, but are you kind of seeing that kind of, uh, are those requests like, Pretty consistently. Oh yeah, I mean, most of the guys at the gym are, are my friends, are my acquaintance. So if they need anything done, they just kind of give it to the coach, and the coach hands it to me. Because we you know me and coaches have a good relationship. You know, they they give me work. You know, and I mm. guess I, I get their 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 patches on their on their student skis. Yeah. So it's, it's a mutual thing as well. You know, I'm providing a service so that, so that they benefit as well. I guess that's what you need to find in terms of a business, considering you're helping them. But yeah, they're also helping yeah, right, you. You right. know what I mean. So you scratch your back and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll scratch your back. You scratch my back. Yeah. Mm. Um, but no, since since then I've um, I kind of expanded. I've I've got myself when Amazon bought myself a seven hundred dollar embroidery machine, <laughs> a little one, a little you know brother SC four hundred, I think it's called. Um, not the best quality embroidery. Um, but look, it, it probably can get me by with some other jobs. Um, yeah, not, nothing right. commercial because the machine's way too small. Um, <clears throat> but no, I mean. It's 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 been it's been a journey to be honest, but no, I love I love what I do. So yeah, and um, the thing is, <clears throat> so you're you're saying that you've actually been looking around for like uh, different opportunities mm. and whatnot. Do you see yourself like scaling this up? The geese? Yeah. No, there's nothing to scale. <laughs> like um, like I've I've you know like I'm talking about uh, you know how you said uh, you want to do Shopify Shopify oh. and whatnot. Like, do you see yourself doing like say selling geese, selling apparels for, for jujitsu? Yeah, look, that's definitely something I've I've kind of thought about. But um, I there's I've, I I spoke to like my coaches about that kind of stuff and other people in, in terms of um, if it would be a uh, lucrative 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 yeah. Um, and to do to do what keys like custom yeah make my own brand or, yeah. or buy them and resell them um there's not much margin in in buying and reselling brand keys and also really yeah no, there's not much margin my, one of my jiu-jitsu mates does it and he has a website i don't think it makes too much money really from it. yeah i really yeah. wonder how hyperfly make their money then because they're pretty it's popular branding though mm. yeah they're pretty popular because yeah. like I've, what they do they actually sponsor a couple of the dudes from my gym wow. our gym yeah and uh, you can see them on, on their instagram and whatnot like with the hyperfly logo yeah and I've, everything. Got, I've got my one of my uh, my chick mates at the gym she's a purple belt she's got she gets sponsored by sub sub apparel right. mm. uh but, but sponsorship is really just a free gear, right? I think so. It's not really. I, I'm I sure it's not money, money. Yeah, I don't think they get paid. I think they yeah. get free geese. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely something I, I've I've looked at in in the right. past, and and I've kind of come across some hurdles in terms of um, uh, taxation, tax uh, cost, and and all stuff, all type of stuff. Yeah. But look, I, I think in if it, in anything, you don't need something like spectacular to make money. Yeah. As long right. as you find something that. That's already, and that's something I've I've learned from um, Shopify. Um, what's it called dropshipping is that if there's a if there's um, uh, if there's already people selling that product, basically means there's money to be made there. Mm. It's it's not there's no such thing as saturate market saturation in terms of doing something that's that's there's plenty of because if you also enter it, you you can also get a piece of that pie too. So um, it it's yeah, just it's, like a, it, it it would then just be a, um uh like a race to Captive, capture mm. a lot of the market share mm. when you enter it. <clears throat> so, so at that point, then it's all about just uh, profit margin. Then, if you can get a small slice of the yeah. pie, 
and you get a good profit margin, then yeah. you're making. I mean, why not? Money. Let's say you know you're you're sitting here and you're listening to this podcast, and you know you're working a nine to five, and, and you really do want to start something. Look, I I say take that leap and just start it. Mm. Don't 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 just ponder on, on it. Like I'm pretty sure with this podcast, you guys have been pondering about it for ages, dude. It was um, like a couple of months at least talking yeah, about yeah. it and talking about it, yeah. and then talking. one one day I just decided like fuck it, fuck I'm, it. I'm just it. gonna buy the equipment right now. Yeah, just multiply my the microphone you've already give, given me. Yeah, and then just like just do something with it like right? a lot of things like, I mean, if you're trying to start something I reckon just thinking about it too much you kind of give yourself reasons not to do it like you, you think about it like yeah it's a good idea it's a good idea but then after that you start thinking of the negative side of things the barriers and and you never you kind of stop yourself from doing it which is what the, the mindset that I've kind of analysed in myself as well and I'm sure everyone goes through it yeah. but I reckon as soon as you get started is when you can get that ball rolling and, 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 and really build build whatever you want to build um mm, i so. think i think that's where the whole card detailing thing kind of i think that's where you're at yeah that's, I, you've I, got I've thought idea. about it so many times that it, it kind of just holds me back but then it goes back to your original point about um you know when you were streaming you enjoyed it, it was a hobby and then it turned to a a job uh, look i i think it's 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 definitely a, a something that can go both ways. Yeah, I think if you do something you love, it could become you know something that that makes you money and that mm. you don't have to worry. You know, you can mm. enjoy for the rest of your life. But but you can also it can also become something that's, that's a hindrance. So really, like my coach George, um, he just loves jiu-jitsu and he decided to you know build his own gym. Mm. And you know, it's he's like it doesn't really work a day in his life. He just enjoys it from here on. He just yeah. loves the, the, the art. He loves so it. So that means that when you did your YouTube channel with gaming, you mm. love gaming, but not as much to make into a job. Yeah, I think if anything, I enjoyed being with my friends more than anything and, and playing and, and you know, kind of sharing something with them. Mm. And of course, yeah, there was a, there was a, there was a love in, of the game as, as well. Um, but look, even to this, like now uh, growing up and everything, I don't, really enjoy it so much and why I don't I, I find it kind of a waste of time and it's time I see myself you know sitting down watching TV playing you know Xbox or anything I kind of feel that it's it's I could be making money yeah <laughs> I mean that's that, that's a, that's that's exactly like uh, yeah. the conversation we yeah. like Ron and I had the other day it's like you it's just that that feeling that's gnawing behind your head kind yeah. of thing it's like once it's, it's like the side effect of the entrepreneur bug yeah meaning that uh, you really have to con- control yourself in that you're always like trying to think about like how can I make more money? Mm. How can you make mm. more money? Like mm. it turns to a point where you actually don't don't enjoy yourself as much anymore. Yeah. So it's really about that that fine balance. balance that you need to find really. Because like you, you can't really um, really take a day off and then feel good about it, right? Yeah. Oh. Like you, you're not you're not. You, uh, you, you, for you, for me, that happens all the time. If I'm not if I'm not doing anything that's actually generating money right now, yeah. I feel pretty shit afterwards. Mm. Like right. you, you always feel like you have to be doing something, right? To yeah. At least contribute to money making, mm. right? Look, I don't I don't think it's that bad. I mean, uh, let's not you know, paint it like it's it's a negative thing. Or yeah. Oh it's, no, it's, it's, a just, it's just a, it's like a, it's just an extreme that people yeah. need to also be aware of because it could get it could lead to that point where you know like some people love their business mm. so much that they neglect their family, they neglect their friend, right? Mm, yeah. So they just become like just enthralled in the in the business and nothing else. I mean, that, else that can certainly matters. happen in the um, in the nine to five as well. Like, yeah, there's certainly workaholics who just sure. mm. think about work all the time, promotions and promotions, and promotions just like and things to do, and then mm. you know they they, they fall mm. in the same trap. Mm. Um, but certainly for me, when I you know when I chuck the sickie or whatever, <laughs> and I do literally nothing all day, I don't have any 
guilt whatsoever. Because uh, you probably have to go back to work the next day. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I know, I know the money's going to keep coming in. I know that you know I'm going to go back to doing what I do. But yeah. mm. if if I was kind of in your shoes and I was to chuck a sickie where I'm not really sick, but I don't really feel like doing work mm. when there is work to do, I'm sure that's kind of quite a guilty kind of feeling. I think in, in that respect, it's just like how you work in a nine to five, how yeah. you think, yeah, even if I'm taking a day off, the business is still going to run. Yeah. So in a sense, I can just take that and think about like, hey, there's money to be made, mm. but there's always money to be made. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So there, there's that as well. So once the, the thing is like, once you have the entrepreneurial mindset, then it's just easy just to pick, pick, back up, pick it back up when you, where you yeah. left off kind of thing. So, yeah. so talking about the whole... Um, you know, entrepreneur bug and, and the business mindset. This is something that I've kind of, um, and I think I've talked to you about it before, uh, that I've noticed in you, like in the last, like five years ago when we used to talk, it's, it's all cool, you know. But I feel like in the last few years when I've spoken to you casually, like it's it's, it's not, I, I, know, I know it's not like, I'm not taking it personal or anything, but I kind of feel like that you're so focused on what you're doing. It, it's very difficult to have a, casual conversation with you because you're kind of your mind's always like thinking about hey I, I, i'm 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 focused on this you have a very focused mindset when you when you're you're in, you're in business that's something that i've definitely noticed is with this you. during work or is during outings or what? uh well i mean most most of the time i've seen you is like during during outings right uh, if, if, even now when you were you know just, just podcasting you're you know you, you're still you're still thinking about um the mindset mm. Um, you, you're very focused. That's that's kind of what I, what I'm yeah, trying to no, say. Yeah, um, no. I think I don't know. That's something I I, I do have and I've noticed about myself too. Even especially with the jiu-jitsu, with the I'm yeah. Sure when streaming, I say my focus as well, yeah, where, yeah. where do you get that from? I don't know. When I when I set my mind to something, um, and if like whether this is you know gymming, weight, lifting weights, or or jiu-jitsu or yeah. work or or, or your mind, you got like huge. I've, yeah, I remember I got yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. My 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 pants, my legs didn't fit into my pants. Really <laughs> yeah, no. Every time I every time um, I I go work out and try to try to put my pants on, my quads never fitted my my, my legs, which is really annoying because like, like your waist would be you know the pants waist would be massive and doesn't fit you. Do you miss but that? I kind of do, to be honest. I, I want to get back into lifting just so to improve not so much my my jujitsu. Like, yeah, it will help my jujitsu, but also I just I kind of want the physique back, but. I'm too lazy. I just enjoy jujitsu too much. Okay, so like you know you, that that mindset that you have, right? Like the the focus. It's something that I've always admired with you. Mm. Like I've always noticed that, and I, t- I talk to everybody about that. Is do you think that it's something that that can be learned, or is it like you, it's something that that was inherent in you from day dot? I don't know. I really don't know. It's it's probably maybe it's just my personality. I mean, I'm I'm quite a focused person. If I want to get something done, I get it done. Um, was was that was that kind of um, was that mindset there as well? Like even during uni times when you have like a, an assignment or like a, an exam, you have to ace. Fuck you no. like I was a past student, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck really? God. I hated studying. I fucking hate studying. To this day, I hate studying. Wow. God, that's it's crazy. I, I was just, so I like, I don't know, maybe it was something to you know, make my make the parents proud because they've yeah. always kind of wanted to push you to, you know, go to the uni. And, Sorry, and that's just mo- that was just mom, not dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I do have. Um, I guess I have I have that that trait where I want to please 
um, the parents as well. I think I think most people want their parents kind of um, happy acknowledgement, yeah, and, and their happiness. And yeah, and I and I realized once I graduated and gave her the piece of paper, she's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, whatever you want to do. She's yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, take photos. But after it was meh. And now even now, man, my fucking degree is just sitting on, at home doing yeah. collecting dust. It's fucking it means nothing. I mean, I've got a twenty eight thousand dollar debt, or almost thirty thousand dollars from <laughs> fucking no, uni. No, sorry, it's, it's a twenty eight thousand dollar piece of paper. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if if you were to go back, would you do it again? Hundred percent. I'd quit. I'd quit uni earlier. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, hey! Look, I've, I've also got a, t- a thirty thousand dollar piece of paper, but mine just says you've been withdrawn from uni. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I'd, I'd definitely quit earlier. And oh, look, yeah. I mean, everything that I've done today kind of brought me to this point. I can't, I can't say you know I'd go back and change yeah. anything. But no, if if I could give myself and my younger self some advice, I'd definitely tell him to go after what I what mm. I wanted to do. Um, so, so, so your 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 focus. Um, as it seems like it's really been on anything where it's physical, right? You can physically go to a market and, and do work, but things like studying is kind of more no. mental. No, no, no. Like if if I'm interested in a topic, I definitely do some research and look it up sure. on your YouTube and whatever the right, case is. Right. Um, I think it's just studying aspect I hate. I don't like the structure of it. I don't like the fact that they make sitting you down. sitting down and just yeah. rope learning and then doing exam that means just like shit. In 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 the, in the same way though, you do like you know how you're researching Instagram and whatnot for mm. on the topic that you love. Like mm. for example, I've seen you uh, watch BJJ uh, Instagram stories and whatnot. Mm. Don't you consider that like a form of studies as well? So there's difference. Have you have you seen that that post on Instagram of Nanny Portman? I'm not even sure if it's her that's quoting it. Maybe they're just putting some random words next to her photo um, of her saying, "I don't enjoy studying. I enjoy learning." Right. There's a difference. Mm, there's a difference. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah, um, I, I totally understand like, that one. Yeah. No. Learning. Learning is such a. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I, I I really do enjoy learning. You know, enjoying learning about how to improve a business. Learning how how you know learning from my mistakes. Learning. Learning anything in general, you know, when you're when you're kind of absorbing the, uh, some some newfound knowledge that you never knew of, you're kind of like, wow, okay, um, yeah. So there's, there's definitely that sense of um, learning about something that you're kind of interested in, in learning about. Whereas in uni, it it never sounds like you kind of went through the, yeah. the you know you went through the motion of yeah. uni just to get a degree when you mm. had to study because you had to study. Mm. But it wasn't because you were interested in it. Well, look to be honest, um, I wasn't actually meant to graduate in a, with a degree in HR. I was actually doing um, a Bachelor of Health Science, so health-related. Mm. And um, I was thinking of becoming a psychologist or you know, right. doing occupational therapy or, mm. or, or even the last one was actually physiotherapy, which I think would have been a better option. Yeah. Um, but I actually ended up chasing the money. So I had a, del- I had a like, kind of midlife, no, not midlife, <laughs> mid, mid-uni crisis at the coming out yeah. the end of, uni crisis. Of, the, of my degree. <laughs> Yeah, where I was having kind of freaking out, I'm like, oh my god, I don't, I don't know what I want to do. So I, I, I because what up, you, you, you realize that there's not much money in physio, or yeah, right, right, yeah. okay. I thought about that, and I'm like, fuck, that's not worth it. How, how, what, how did do you remember the feeling? <clears throat> yeah, it was fucking, it was, it was, it was pretty stressful. How long it was did it last for? Oh, freaking couple, a week or so. <laughs> one Holy week. shit, one week long. of like, uh, like freaking out. anxiety and like stressing. Yeah, and shit. not sure what I want to do, and then, um, yeah, and then I, I chased the money. I, I decided to change my major to human resources where I knew that you know, business has money um, and that would have that would basically was the worst decision I made so you know chasing the money doesn't always mean happiness I mean it doesn't yeah. um, it, do, it doesn't <clears throat> result to that okay, but I, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that uh, that's actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you it's like uh, you would you say you love money I love <laughs> no I love what money gives me 
Really? Him. I love the fact that... Because like, I, I can see it whenever like, you get like a big wad of cash like for the market, right? You get really like, like giddy and shit, right? <laughs> but, you do. Like, you do. Like, you know how we talk about it at the yeah. hotel rooms when we got to go for pretty far away. It's like, yeah. how much you make? Oh, yeah, this is how much I made. Like, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of funny you say that, that you, you don't love money. You just love the, what, what it, it provides for you. Yeah, what it, but, it does. But then you don't really spend much on yourself. I don't. That's yeah, the that's thing. the thing. I don't yeah. splurge. I don't splurge one <laughs> so single what bit. Is then, it what is it for? I like, don't know. like I've asked, like, I've asked you this question before. Like, you have a big bank account, but what, what, what? I enjoy. You know, you know, you know, <laughs> you know that character from um, Ice Age, the little squirrel. Yeah, that, like, nut. That's what I do. So, are you a hoarder? Then I'm a fucking hoarder. Like, as soon as <laughs> I, 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 once I see my bank account, I'm happy. I, I don't know. I just like having the. Like, don't get me wrong. I do get moments where I splurge, especially on my loved ones. Uh, May gets fucking you know, splurge all the time. But that's, it's it's good for her, I guess. Um, and. I don't know. I, I get a bug sometimes where I just want to spend and I spend. Um, but for most of the part, 90, 90% of the time, I, it's just all savings. At the moment, you know, just clearing up some debts, which which isn't, isn't too much. But um, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, I enjoy, it's definitely the financial freedom. Like I've, throughout my whole life, I've never had debt. I've never, because I'm very, like I said, very, very financially, um, what's the word, conscious? Tight. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Tight's the word, I guess. Um, but yeah. You're stingy. <laughs> I'm, I'm very conscious about that and, and I hate that. I hate any, anything that, that requires monthly payments. Yeah. Anything like that, I just hate. Um, and ever since I've been doing this business, um, it's kind of flipped. Like, I've become more, like, I used to freak out when I even had, had $100 worth of debt in my bank account or whatever case mm. is. Mm. But now I've kind of learned to kind of just roll with it and I know that money will come in if I keep just keep working and it's yeah. fine and just kind of clear that debt to the point where I'm able to save again. So, yeah. I, I guess that's also the beauty of this uh, this this market game that we're doing at the moment. Mm. It's like the overhead is, is so low that money, when, when you actually even go below your, um, your bank account, so below zero, you can rest in the fact that if, if you hit one event, like mm. in the next one or two weeks, you'll be a bit back straight back to to yeah. to you know the the comfortability of like having a good amount of cash mm. in your bank account as well. Mm. So yeah, in, in saying that, I, yeah, again, who, who's ever listening, I definitely recommend you not trying at the market. Okay? Don't steal my don't steal my profits, you motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 no, but um, definitely take that leap and and, and do start your own business. Um. Like I think I think I I, I go even, even further and say like if you love something just mm. go go do it don't just wait around just mm. don't don't wait around saying like oh I don't have the money or whatnot mm. if you chase it the money will come somehow yeah just just yeah just go for it man um like I, look I, I I do kind of feel that I've leveled up a bit in terms of the business mindset things able to see things and seeing yeah. how, how ways of generating cash i think that if i if you if you just sit down and just take the moment to reflect where you, i where you were or where i was a year or two years ago in terms of my mindset you, you kind of see that shift is like oh shit you know there's, there's money there oh you can make money there mm-hmm. or you know um and but I, I, I thought you kind of already had that kind of um no it was mindset. it was more blurry before so to right. kind of uh, vision it as as a fog inside yeah, your mind yeah. not being able so you don't know what you don't know right right um so yeah, it was more of like a fog and and i kind of you know saw specks of light in in, in distance kind of oh no. yeah, i want to do that i want to do that mm. or i want to build my own business um and when you kind of um you know the more you kind of it was kind of walk into into that mist you kind of get close to that light and, and once you get close enough you kind of see it for what it is i guess you can you you know through experience as well you kind of figure out that yeah um 
you know, roughly what you need to to go into run to a, a certain direction, right? Yeah, of course, of course. Adapt and overcome. That's yeah. The, that's that's it, right? Yeah. Like uh, I like how I like how you describe it like that. Like how you walk into it, like the fog and then just little sparks yeah. of light that become clearer as you walk towards mm. them. Which that's is a, kind of that's like a where, really good analogy. Where, where where I'm at, like where I feel like that. There's definitely, um, you know, things where I can see possibly making money, but I, I I just feel like I don't know enough to 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 go for it. So the whole t-shirt thing, t-shirt idea was really a little project for me to figure out exactly what the process is to create a a, a your, hey, your, your own t-shirt he's wearing it right now hey, yeah hey. And, and, and and through like through trying it out i figured out it's actually extremely easy yeah like very easy. Like you don't realize how easy yeah. money, making money is it's just ridiculous at first you you know like i said you 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 think and think and think of things and yeah. you keep the more you think the more barriers and the more negative things you kind of think about because you you're kind of like working on the um a lot of assumptions that you yep. really don't know if it's they're, they're real or not, right? Yeah, correct. So you know, with, with the t-shirt business, I I, I thought that oh, you know, I, I'll only to be able to draw mm. or, or create something, but I I don't really need to because I know I can find people who can do it for me. Mm. Yeah, man. It's like I I like to say to to you, and we live in a world where you can use like leverage other people's skills as your own these days. Yeah, it's so easy. Like That's true. I mean. Everything that you did from the t-shirt idea from to the logo idea, like the logos yeah. that you've been like showing me for the Escape Road podcast, by the way, um, has been a creative endeavor in its own right. right. Like even though that you don't have like a creative, like a, 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 a artistic bone in your body, yeah. whatever you've created is in itself a creative, uh, what's it called? Um, like it, it is venture. an outlet. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it is something that you created. Right, yeah, yeah, uh, but I mean, like the whole it's 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 the whole thing of you know you don't know what you don't know until you you give it a go, and I guess that's like the mindset that you you take with um you know with, with the whole sewing thing you don't you don't know anything about sewing mm. we can always learn that's the best yeah. beautiful thing especially YouTube YouTube is amazing guys YouTube in the university YouTube. man I I, 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 call, I call my jujitsu uh, at at the gym uh, YouTube jitsu YouTube. <laughs> I learned everything from YouTube. <laughs> No, but Ron, definitely. Look, if 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 there's anything that that you could probably take out from this podcast, I'm not, yeah. not saying I'm we're teaching you lesson or anything, but is that you're in, you're definitely in uh, you're definitely taking the step in the right direction in terms of your of the t-shirts. You've got start you've gotten started with that yeah. idea, and that's the most hardest. I'm not even kidding. That's the most hardest thing. Just finding something that you want to start and just roll, roll from there. From there, you can do anything. To possibly you, say and just you know the this. problem with that uh, with that advice it's it's so damn true mm. but it's been used so many times that yeah. it's become a cliche 100%. and people don't believe that, mm. that well advice. i mean the, the, it, it's the whole thing right taking the first step is always the hardest step yeah and that's why people don't don't mm. do it yeah it's just too hard to because you, you don't know where you're stepping 100 mm-hmm. percent. you just gotta make that you gotta take that step and then mm. figure it out from there the thing is um after the first step it's just the second next step yeah right? And and I'm again going back to this podcast analogy. Um, you guys got started, and I, can, and I see that you guys are on a roll at the moment. Like from here on, it just keeps moving and moving and moving. And from there, yeah. you know, you, you're 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 currently crawling, and you want to start walking and running. And then before you know it, you're in a Ferrari that, that's, going that's, ninety kilometers that's, per hour. <laughs> that's very true. I mean, like even the schedule came came in by itself. Mm, like we didn't yep. even think about that. They like, just fell on the Tuesday yeah. at, after eight o'clock after jujitsu. Yeah. And the wine came into play as well. It's just like a, a creative thing. By the way, since we mentioned wine, 
the, the, <laughs> this is an, and it's not an endorsement but like look <laughs> like <laughs> but look if 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 McGuin's like to you uh. know like to like us to mention they want all the time, you know, you know. <laughs> Send us a couple of cases, yeah. and you know, you're we're uh, we're drinking Maguin's uh, the plan Pinot Noir. I, I, lo- I love the logo design that these guys have. Like, it's very they, cool. What, what yeah. is that? Award winning, like four different awards or something like that. Is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, plenty it's, of awards. It's uh, IWCS Trophy 2016, 12, <laughs> 11, and nine. Yeah, Damn. there you go. Not, not bad. What's the bottle like? Nine bucks at BWS? It's uh, yeah. Maybe eight bucks, eight nine dollars. Oh, peanuts, yeah. Peanuts. One of the best value wines that we've, yeah, we've had. It's fantastic. Hundred yeah. percent. It's not too dry. It's not too sweet. Yeah. Are you are you a, are you a wine man? Honestly, before we went to France, no, which was a couple of years back. And ever since you know we went back home to, to by the way, we're from France. Just saying, <laughs> Frasians. <laughs> Frasians. Um Yeah, and I started loving it. Just I drank it. Like it's it's definitely quite tastes like coffee or beer. Yeah. Um, beer or beer. Whiskey. Yeah, no, I don't like whiskey. Yeah, neither. Beer, <laughs> beer is also something I, I never really enjoyed until I went to Japan. Oh, man, I just love Japanese beer. Kirin, Kirin, Sapporo. Nah, Kirin, oh, bro. Kirin, draft Kirin in Japan. Everywhere I went mm. when I went, yeah, there. everywhere. No, I drink Kirin I too, to, but yeah. um, yeah, I t- kind of prefer Sapporo and also um, uh, Thai beers. Oh, Tiger beers. Oh, mm. oh. It, I mean, yeah, for, for me as well. Like red wine. Was really you know, never my thing until I went to Hunter Valley and did the whole wine tasting, wine tasting. and figured out what I, I like. I think it's you kind of develop, not so much develop, but you kind of figure out hmm. what's the difference between different ones, and you're yeah. able to compare. Yeah. Before, yeah, you, definitely. You, 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 definitely. You just try one one you don't know what you don't know again. Mm. But once you're able to kind of put them next to each other and kind of compare it and kind of have that you know little dance going on in your yeah. mouth, and you kind of realize that oh wow, that's something the I really enjoy. Really and then I guess like going forward is just. You try to find that particular mm. one that that tastes good for you. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, it's a good wine. Wine's awesome. Yeah, love me a good, 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 good wine. A good wine. So I think we haven't like we've touched on BJJ a lot, but like, what's your philosophy on jujitsu? Like, what 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 is it that you love so much about uh, jujitsu? Because like, you definitely. I mean, I've heard it from you. Mm. Then I thought about it. Then actually, Ron pulled me into BJJ. Like, mm. he's like, "Hey, you want to go check?" It? I actually so thought I heard it from you. What are you talking about? Really? I heard it from you and, and Rita. So you were at, at that point in your life listening to a lot of Joe Rogan and you were, you were saying uh, how much he does jiu-jitsu. Um, and um, yeah, from since from then, one of my other mates, Rita, uh, did it, has has done it and I, um, and I met up what with her. What is she now? She's blue one stripe like me. Oh, nice. I caught up. Wow. Yeah. Um, she's still in your gym? Yeah, she's training in my gym. She's in Japan at the moment. I think oh, yeah. just training there. But look, um, yeah, no, she she was telling me how you know, jujitsu is awesome. And at, at that stage, I think that was in between my powerlifting stage. Oh, so gym, so I was doing a lot of gym, you know, getting he was pretty big, man. And like, shit. He was huge. I, I don't think it was big, but um, that's a fucking pretty, lie. Pretty chunky. <laughs> that's a fucking. You're being thick. humble. You're no, being I, humble. I, honestly, the, there's a saying in in um, in the gym. You know, the, the day you start lifting is the day you're forever small. Because, <laughs> because in your mind you never think it's enough you always think you're too small wow I mean, definitely that, remember that, you before yeah. and then after powerlifting you were like I've got thick. photos I, yeah. I've got photos of you of your like skinny skinny days yeah. yeah like even now like looking at you you're bigger than what you used to be back then yeah, yeah. Um, I, look, like I said I definitely want to get back to lifting but um, I don't think I have the schedule for it it just requires too much time it's mm. like something it's like jujitsu you need to commit to it to really see results if mm. not you don't want to see anything mm. um, yeah. but what, what was the question again? 
the whole uh, jujitsu yeah. mindset. Oh, uh, so actually, here's an interesting question that I wanted to know because, like, a lot of the entrepreneurs or like a lot of the the the, the a type A type of people that I listen to, right? They tend to attribute BJJ as a th- a, a, a like. Um, a, an activity or sports that actually help them with their mindset. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So how, um, how how does how does BJJ? Because you've like you're on a higher level than I am now. How does that like work into your daily business or daily life? I don't really associate jujitsu with like I don't kind of I don't link the two. I just kind of find it as a more of a avenue av- avenue of mm-hmm. stress relief yeah. um, and. It's like a game, man. Like in, in any game, you level up every single every single time. The more time you put into it, the more you level up, and and especially the belt system. I, I guess which is why it's designed and why it's there. Um, yeah, it's just it's 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 a it's a game of life, I guess, in terms of you actually being there and participating and mm. and and you know having awesome roles with different people. It's kind of a challenge as well, um, and humbling as well. Some yeah, like yeah. Some but I mean, if you really want to kind of. Uh, relate that jujitsu with with business is that the fact that you're constantly learning and learning new things and how to improve and and right yeah I mean it's it's, it's same thing with business like mm. like I said uh, starting jujitsu just like starting a business you know you know nothing you 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 come in as a white belt you you don't know anything at all you don't know how to make money you don't know how to roll uh, you don't know any technique whatsoever but the more you do it the more you realize how easy it gets mm. and then the next and before you know it some some new white belt comes in and you realize that you know you know you you are you actually smashing them you 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 actually mm. learn some stuff and, and yeah. like I said in terms of sitting back and reflecting in with the business as well like holy shit I've done a lot in the last year or so and of course the you know the spreadsheets kind of help you kind of see that with your numbers and and different events and and all that mm. kind of stuff you you kind of have something to relate back I'm, and see I'm, I'm glad that you 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 mentioned that because like I think a lot of people don't see their progress because mm. nothing is written down nothing is recorded mm. like right uh, and like having something on spreadsheet, just like how BJJ, we have like our belt system, mm. like first stripe and uh, like so on and so forth up until black belt. That kind of shows you how far you, you, you've you gone. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's the thing with like jujitsu, right? Like, I, like I, I, even now, I still feel like I'm getting destroyed in the same way by higher belts. Mm. And and I feel like, you know, maybe I don't I don't deserve, you know, the, the, the rank I'm on. But then when you roll with a fresh white belt you realize how much more you know mm, yeah, you crazy, were like him back mm. then right yeah. i remember man i was like when i first joined i got fucking tapped out by this smaller dude yeah much smaller than me he was a bit jacked but he was tiny i'm like how the fuck does he know so much this guy yeah. kind of just started as well like, that fuck? kind of like puts a dent in your ego it's like fuck yeah. I, like even you're small i i got shit i can't do shit i'm like twice his size and <laughs> you know, three months later, he stopped and then he finally came back and then, then uh, guess who got the armbar? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Motherfucker, I got the armbar. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I come like, I'm like, whoa, I'm learning. Um, but yeah, man, no, I love jiu-jitsu. For those who don't know, um, who don't know anything about jiu-jitsu or, or even the um, sport itself or the art itself, it's basically... The, the, there's a dictionary um, um, definition definition for yeah. what, what, what's it called the 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 art of uh, folding clothes with someone in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's oh, a man. beautiful one. I'm gonna use one. that yeah. one. <laughs> no, it, it's it's yeah, no, it's it's amazing. Yeah, for, like I said, for those who haven't tried or know anything about jiu-jitsu, it's basically a a, a form of martial oh, arts that um that's that's about um I guess submitting your opponent is that what you say on the ground 
it's like a grappling form. Well, yeah, that's... like finding a way to submit somebody. Yeah. All right. While they are trying to stop you from doing it and also doing it to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful art, man. I love it. It's... What's uh what's your preferred um, what's a good preferred method? Are you more attack or defense? I feel like bigger guys are generally attack. Mm-mm. Not no? really. I have a different style, I reckon. I have I, and I love this I love this saying when people say it to me is that I move. I'm a big guy that moves like a little guy. I love right. that. I just love it. The fact that they they acknowledging how does that, that work? Little guys, big guys. They you tend to use their strength and yeah. pressure, and yeah. they kind of crush right. you more, and they don't move so they much. Kind of like force their way into force the way into different positions. Um, yeah. Whereas little guys, they don't have that luxury of, of that that strength, that you know that size to yeah. be able to do that. So they've got to be more agile and use their technique a bit more, and you know just get into more advantage more advantageous positions. Yeah. Using their technique and um, yeah no uh, and for me I I wouldn't say that I'm more offensive I start off defense I start off very defensive kind of just filling them out yeah sometimes I I'd, I'd get straight on my back and kind of play guard which is where I love playing just on my back and then when I when I see that, see a, a, a an opening or whatever I tend to just sweep or, or go straight for the submission hmm. um, so yeah I've I've got a I don't want to toot my own horn or whatever too much but I've got a very unique game in the sense that um, yeah I'm, I'm definitely a, a, I, li- I like to think a pretty technical big guy um, like, so even when you roll with uh, like smaller people I guess less strong people would you be would you still be looking to pull guard yes why not um, so I like so from a, I can't remember which YouTube video I watched this from, but yeah, um, I think it was Chewy Chewy Jujitsu. Yeah, um, Yeah, I love that guy. Um, Jujitsu, sorry, Jujitsu. Yeah. yeah, he was saying he was saying how he with with coming up to rank up to mm. to black, but he with smaller guys he used to. Um, I'm pretty sure he still does this, but he doesn't roll with so much strength or pressure. Yeah, because he moves more, so he wants to match the speed of the smaller guy because that really enables you to to develop your game in a certain way that you mm. wouldn't at, when you're rolling as a bigger guy. Because bigger guys, you know, you don't want them to be on top of you. As soon as they're on top of yeah. you, they're gonna crush you. And that, stuff. The, thing, the thing is, like, I have so much trouble with bigger guys mm. because as soon as I see a bigger mm. guy, like they tend to overpower me, and I yeah. don't like I don't know what to do apart from like either going to pull guard. Uh, or going to the turtle. Um, yeah, look, I I go against uh, quite a couple of big guys as well, and they're usually slower. So you got to be a bit quicker and more yeah, smarter yeah. than them. You can't yeah. you can't play their game. Um, so uh, something I've learned is I've, I've learned to be a bit more uh, aggressive as well, mm. um, straight off the bat because you you want that that that, that top position. Um, but also sometimes I play from back, and they they think they can have their way with you by forcing through things, but. Um, they don't realize, you know, that that little man technique that may not work for them against a little guy works really well with me because <clears> I'm a bigger guy as well. But then I use the same technique. Yeah. Um. So yeah, interesting. No, I, I definitely rely on a lot of my technique. Like against smaller guys, I would definitely give, or against less experienced guys, I definitely give 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 up really good positions like back or or, mm-hmm. or, or mount and stuff, and really work from there. And that's the only way you're gonna ever ever gonna learn. Um, that feeling of of escaping because if you don't put yourself there yeah, in, a lot, in a lot of times, yeah. um, mm. you won't really know how to get out. That we should we should go check out his gym sometime. Just go just go yeah, roll with them to see how see what, how the, how different they are compared to to the, to the guys in our gym. So so talk, talking about um, like rolling with uh, you know like less experienced guys, I, I always kind of I was always like heard that when you roll with like less experienced guys, you should be working your attacks. When you roll with better guys. 
all you can really do is defend, right? Yes. So, yeah, this is my coach puts it this way. Like, during your roles at the end of every class, pick up the most experienced guy you mm. know in there, roll with him. Right. Then uh, then as you're tiring, pick a guy that's equal to you. And then at the end of the role, pick someone that's that's uh, mm. not as good as you. Then yeah. work, work your things from there. So the, every, from every really, step, yeah. you'll that's be able a really to keep good, working. Actually, yeah, no, no, that's actually a good way to, to, to think about it. Mm. I'm going to try to implement that for, for next yeah. role. Yeah. So I, I definitely don't have that kind of thinking yeah, yeah process. I, I'm, I'm just saying that like i've yeah. heard of it i don't always do it but um look yeah like, like anyone i don't i don't like super tough roles and you know it fucking drains you i mean yeah. it, but it is it is so rewarding once once you do get there and considering you know you're always smaller guys or someone that's not like even if you get destroyed it feels good to to, to go through that experience 100 yeah. percent. yeah but to be able to, to match someone that's your level that's that's good. your size. Yeah. That's when you know it's it's on. You know, you it's, a, have it's a, a fun role. it's a fun experience when you yeah. do find someone yeah. who's who's matched yeah. you. Do you still get submitted by like lower belts on you? Mm, no, I look. Um, that's something I I always think about in terms of um, like higher mm. belts getting submitted by um, small uh, lower belts or or, mm. or like being getting controlled by smaller belts. I think it's something that you don't experience when you're a bigger guy. Considering most right. most people are are, are, are smaller than you, mm. and you don't have that um, that trouble. Considering they can't overpower you, yeah, and yeah, they right. can't you know use a technique. They they can't. Well, you over- can stop technique with yeah. just strength, right? No, 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 no. What I'm trying to say is that because you're a high rank, of course you're more technical than them, mm. and mm. also the fact that you're bigger than them. Yeah, they don't right, have any right. advantage over you, you know. So right. when when I, I see a smaller like blue belts or higher belts, and that they're getting um, kind of <laughs> controlled or mauled or submitted by lower belts, I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that will ever happen to me. Yeah. And I don't, I, I'm not saying it's not ever going to happen. I'm yeah. pretty sure when I get to. But you you always have that kind of size and strength on your side to stop that kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's so, definitely like uh, like it's definitely quite quite discouraging when that happens to me like when there's like a, a first striper like white like oh, white belt man. that get me into submission where I didn't expect it I was like what the hell did like, just like, they just like happen? crank on stuff which which isn't normally a submission they probably like they? they probably like watch this on, on uh, yeah. Instagram or something like that mm. but like it's 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 not a very good feeling when that happens I mean it happens to me all the time like mm-hmm. just like fresh white belts like it, it happens more often than, than I hope but sometimes this is like just big guys who just through brute strength end up, you know, in, in side control. And then they, they just go for like a, like a, you know, Kimura or some mm. sort of arm lock. You know, I, I try my best, but sometimes they just brute strength their way into like a See submission. now, I, got, I had luxury of, of training with one of my, my training partners. His name's Harrison, mm. uh, who's at who's my gym. He's, he's a bit shorter than me, about about my weight, but he's, he's one of those big fucking strong dudes. He power lifts basically every every other day. Um, and he's just freaking, just, just you know, freaking muscles on his freaking fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm over exaggerating, but he's, he's yeah. fucking, he's just jacked. Yeah. He's so big. Um, but I had the luxury to, um, I guess, uh, come in, you know, come into rank with him, mm-hmm. considering he kind of started at the same time as me. And, and at first, of course, he'd, he'd, he'd be able to fucking power through a lot of things. Yeah, and, yeah. and from there, I learned. You know, I learned. I learned that I, you know, I have to be a bit more technical than him, and mm. I think that's where I developed my game from. Um, just knowing that, you know, if there's a big guy like that, I'm not able to use my own brute mm. strength against him because no, I'm not gonna. I'm just not, yeah. not as strong. 
Um, so I've kind of developed this game where I'm kind of a bit more slippery and, and really no escapes. And really, I'm, I'm really comfortable on my back. And even if they're, they're on a pretty tight side control or mount or whatever, I know, the, I know that once I see the opening, I'm going to get out. And yeah. then once I get out, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think for me, uh, like technique, you know, it's, it's something that, that I have. It's just, mm. I think in the last maybe four to six months, it's, it's when I really, you know, really focus on on, on speed, mm. on, on getting to positions quicker or getting mm. into mm. Um, certain spots quicker so then I, I, I can actually use my technique. Yeah. Because sometimes technique just, just get, you know, mm. put yeah. down by, by strength. Mm. But if you get to places quicker, you can use your technique earlier mm. before they can apply their the, the, the strength on you. And I think that's kind of where I was, um, you know, six months back mm. where – I had technique, but I was kind of very slow, kind of sluggish. And that's kind of where I was getting, um, you know, really controlled by much less technical. Manhandled. Manhandled. Ragdolled. But now I'm I'm definitely more more aggressive, much Mm. quicker, just to at least get out of positions which could be, which could turn bad for me. Mm. 100%. Um, Look, I think also the fact that you guys are in a pretty big commercial gyms mm. makes it really hard for you to get one-on-one time with the coaches. Oh, we, um, we basically it's a, it's a, it's, Dude, it's a luxury when that happens. Like yeah. this morning, we got a, we got uh, yeah. like an, an hour, like almost an hour with uh, with AP Anthony Parosh. And it was kind but of- Even, a, it even was, he had to go to different groups. So, but, but that's as close as one-to-one. Even, as, even as we'll so, get. like to, to see him actually teach us one, like yeah. one-on-one, like just us two, because we were the only two, two stripers there. Yeah. It was it was a luxury just to to feel that like it felt mm. like a totally different experience than mm. when like there was a lot of white belts a lot of people in the gym yeah kind of thing. I've been to the gym. You guys have fucking massive amount of students. Yeah, because because when we do our technique, it's you know you're talking about you know like fifteen twenty pairs, mm. and you get blue belts and um, sometimes you get purple belts just walking around just to checking your technique and just so yeah, that's that's good. You got to mm. fix this a little bit, but. But that, that's that's pretty much mm. the extent of our kind of one-on-one time yeah. with our coach. Definitely. Um, and, and because I am from, I'm, a, I'm like, my gym's like one-third your size. Yeah. Um, I think that you definitely build a, a bit more solid technique because your yeah. coaches are, have some time, always hands-on time mm. with you and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. No, I, uh, so so you, you, you've been to our gym, right? Yeah, I've been you, to, like when you guys old? first went, huh? No, 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 no. When you guys first joined. Oh, I, yeah. I was there. Right, right, right. I was just watching. Because I was just thinking, like you know, the the advantages of being in a big gym is you got more different type of people to to roll with. Hundred percent. Whereas then you again, might be rolling with the same fifteen. 20 oh people, yeah, of right? course, of course. That's why I like I like to go to other gyms and yeah. kind of feel like other other bodies as well. Right. Have you been to other gyms apart from? Uh, yeah, yeah. From, I went to Gracie's Smitten down near Liverpool. Um, it's about Smitten. twenty minutes, maybe. Yeah. 10, 15 minutes. I should know. 15, 20 minutes mm. from my house. And um, yeah, no, it was it was fun because like you learn from different coaches and mm. you have different different levels to train with. And, and you realize that because they're, they're an older gym, they've yep. got a, a high skill level because um, they're, they, they've had time to kind of get nurtured and kind of grow, kind of grow all together. Is, a big, is, a, is, is it a big one in Smitten Range? No, it's mm, it's a bit bigger than our gym. It's it's more like MMA focused as well. Ah, um, okay. I'm not sure you guys if you guys know Robert well, Robert Whitaker. He's mm. one of the um, yeah. UFC champions. I think middleweight champ. Is it middleweight? Yeah. Is he? He's fighting with uh, Alasanya, right? It's in Israel. Yeah, yeah. that should be yeah. a good one. That should be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he he trains in, uh, under our association, and he's he's yeah he's he's pretty good. Um, he rolls it. No, <laughs> he's like a brown. He'll more, more me to death, Dang bro. What do you guys? Uh, what do you guys watch your your um, UFC fights? 
Um, nah. <laughs> I, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll I'll answer that question after. after <laughs> why, why is this pay per view? Of course, pay per view. <laughs> Drop sixty dollars or whatever. Is, I'm assuming it's sixty dollars. Think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like this. I'm like I don't know what's going on because I'm totally new to this. I don't know where to watch my my yeah, this stuff. Yeah. No, you you you. If you want to watch it, you've got to subscribe to their services, oh, streaming services okay. that um is um Fight Pass. Five is it? Is it? Is that's it? that's their their streaming service. Um, I think you can get pay per view. I'm not sure if you can get pay per view on there, but um, it is pay per view because he also announces the pay per view numbers. Yeah, I mean it 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 is. Um, but in in terms of their regular programming, you can usually get on UFC Fight Pass. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm. Or you can watch on Instagram about uh, six months later when uh, <laughs> after the fight. <laughs> yeah, you see that. Well. I just like watch the highlights and shit. Yeah, yeah. I usually just watch highlights. The oh. highlights is is always interesting because there's always like good like. Mm. Good hits and whatnot. Mm. So. Yeah, I mean, talk talking about um, like UFC and, and MMA having the jiu-jitsu now. The the ground game is a lot more interesting. Like watching right? UFC now, yeah. you understand. Now you understand. Yeah. It's like oh shit! And most people are like no, stand him up, stand him up. It's like no, 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 yeah. no, keep him on the floor. There's a there's a lot more technical go- like shit going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. But then like the whole the whole um, aspect of punching them in the face when they're on the ground to open up a guard or something. It's it's. You know, man, we don't really deal with. Have you guys done combat class when you start no. punching? Oh man, no. we have a thing called combat class in in our in our gym. Really, like combat jujitsu? Yeah, uh, not combat jujitsu. Combat class when they put right. the gloves and start wailing on you. Um, oh, so shit. we, um, as a humanitarian association, uh, focus a lot on self defense more than anything. Mm. Not a lot of self defense, but it's definitely in our curriculum and definitely something we have to know. Right, um, because that's where jujitsu started. Right, jujitsu started you know, as a form of self defense yeah. from the, yeah. for the little guy to beat the bigger yeah. guy, or whatever the case. Um, so you know, we're still very focused on that. And every uh, every week, I think twice or three times a week, there's classes for self defense where uh, they put on they, your partner puts on some gloves and start wear, starts wailing on you on the ground, and you got to figure out. Uh, even even if you don't. Know any striking game? No, this like on the streets. There's not everyone does boxing. It just starts wailing on you, just starts punching you, and that's when you really know. How's that experience? Fu- fucking sh- scary as fuck. You not, not like sc- you've done it? Well, yeah, I've done it a couple of times. Well, the thing is, dude, like you know how when you're in sticky situations, sometimes you just go to turtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah Try yeah. doing that on the street. I, it happened to me. I got, I got punched. I'm like, oh, I shot. And I stopped and I, and I held my eye and I went straight to turtle. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? If I was in the street, I'd get kicked in the face. Yeah. It's like, oh. there's reflexes that you don't. <laughs> you're like pulling garden. Like, oh, going barren ball. It's like, <laughs> no, no. So, uh, like, combat jujitsu and, and combat class really brings out um, yeah. or, or kind of puts away all those positions that you that don't work. Mm. Triangles. Would you do a triangle yeah. in the street? And if you get lifted up and fucking slammed, mm, I don't Probably think not, so. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, okay, if you, if you control them, but I highly doubt you'd yeah. want to do something I like mean, that. that's what um, Eddie Bravo is, uh, one of his things called um, combat jiu-jitsu, mm. where it's kind of, it's not MMA. Yeah. It's mainly jiu-jitsu, but you yeah. can use like slaps and stuff to, to break open sure. the guard. Sure, yeah. Because once once you yeah. once you incorporate striking in, in it's it's a totally, totally different, different game. game, man. Like all your stupid uh, Imanari roles and stuff that don't work, you yeah. realize off. Yeah, it's just crazy for me. If if I was on the street, I'd go straight for the back. I'd fucking unmoor them until they turn around, just take their back and choke them out. I think yeah. for, for an untrained mm. person, they'll always turn to their back to try to get up. You know, yeah, how, yeah, how, yeah. how's your um, how's your takedown game? Pretty good, I think. Pretty how's good. How's your sweep game? As in foot sweeps? No, just like on on the ground sweeps. 
like well, off your back. I think I'm pretty rounded. I don't think I have holes in my game. What about um? You know how you roll like mm. your gym? Do you guys start standing up or no, on your knees? There's not enough room for standing up, and plus, no. injuries usually happen when you stand up. Like I blew out my my one of my close mates' uh, knee the other Fuck. day. Not a day. Has he recovered? Couple. Like I remember you telling me uh, the story. It's been almost. T- it's been two months. It's been eight weeks. So he's he's almost there. He's he's. Off, he doesn't have a, doesn't doesn't have a cast on his leg anymore. What, Fucking you, you did that. Cool. No, sorry. Knee. Yeah. Knee, knee. He has a he had a brace. He had a brace yeah, on his yeah, foot because yeah. uh, he tore his MCL or something like that. Um, so yeah, we were we were doing. So we did stand up for two days. So one day, the first day, we were doing some stand up and. And yeah, it was a great, pretty good, um, pretty good session. Like I, I, I think I dominated that one, which is pretty good. You know, foot sweeps, kind of uh, sacrifice yeah. throws, and all that, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we were talking about it over dinner that night. It was like, yeah, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's let's keep training, stand up. You know, this is fun. Yeah, it's great. And this guy's like, he's about my size. Yeah. And you know, he's 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 the same level. And so you know, we we really enjoy training with each with each other. And then uh, the next day came, and we started doing stand up in the first round. He, uh, I think, got a single leg and, and took me down. Something like, all right, it's on, it's on, let's go. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so the second round, we clinched up. We clinched up and um, he went for an inside leg trip, but I went nice. for an outside leg trip. Right. And as we were doing that, he, I think he planted his right leg while I was going for a sweep. And all I could hear is when we were falling, was, ah, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, oh, he's probably screaming because you know I got him. He's like, ah, oh, fuck, you know. And then he, and as we landed on the floor, he was still yelling. I'm like, oh shit, something's wrong. Yeah. Um. Mm. So yeah, I got up and looked at him. He was just just holding his his uh, his right knee, and, and I kind of knew that like, fucking yeah. something happened. Right. Um. So it turned out that he he kind of I think he by sticking his leg on the ground, he didn't have that mobility to move his knee. Right. And um, because both our weight was shifting to the right, I kind of blew out that yeah. knee so mm. it's unfortunate I mean it's it's nature of the game but um, yeah. look he's recovering pretty well he should is be he okay though like as, he's, he's not no grudge right no no shit happens shit just happens yeah. like, look I apologise like 10 billion times um, but like he's like yeah it's not it's not yeah okay it was Alf it was Alf it wasn't my fault Come yeah um, but yeah he's, he's healing well now he's, he should it's definitely be it's definitely part of the game um, like, like Coach, Coach Mike. Mike yeah I was thinking about that like he was he, like he Two months, he was yeah. he wasn't able to do anything. And and the other the other coach, Mike, the Asian one. Yeah, I think he he's he he tore like um some ligament as well in, in his knee, not 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 from like starting from standing, either, just just off the ground, like planting and it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's 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 definitely a scary game. I mean if a knee injury would be the worst concern, we wouldn't be able to do anything. I, I can yeah. imagine it affecting our, our you know our daily lives in terms mm. of work and stuff as well. That so would be shit for that us. Would be so, so shit. Like, yeah. can you imagine driving with a busted knee? Fucking good enough. luck with that. Yeah. Um, like just getting around with like crutches or whatever. That would, yeah, that would suck. Good thing yeah. we have staff, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I love working good. with staff. Like, I love having staff. Honestly. Mm. So th- there was there was one thing that I wanted to ask you that's kind of related to the business, and and it's also kind of related to a topic that we might talk about later. But the whole Tesla thing, yeah. Your car history, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 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 in- interesting. I mean, I, I the the only car that I remember you having was the the Golf GTI. Mm. I think before that you might have a. What was the car before then? Uh, I was Honda Civic. Civic. Yeah. Uh, Two thousand and ten, I think it was. 
the black one. That was a sh- that was such a shit drive. I remember driving that car. <laughs> yeah, that sorry. Shit. Like that Honda, that thing. You press the accelerator. Yeah, it takes like fucking five seconds before. Also, it, it wasn't like it a sporty. No, no, no. no. It was right, right. Civil ones so shit. Okay, sick. right. So, um, car history. All right. So, so, why are you asking about my? Car? <laughs> I want to know this too. Like, I, I didn't know anything about. Yeah, this. I mean, I mean, this is a question that I was really interested in because you went from a very like pretty cool sporty GTI. To a, a, a challenger, right? A Mitsubishi Challenger. Uh, yeah, there was a car, car between. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you, so that, that's kind of like mirroring your transition from kind of like you know young and trying to figure out what you want to do into the full business mode of where you where you own two vans now. Mm. Like, <laughs> I, not I, even not even a fucking like passenger passenger vehicle, just van. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I can't even I can't imagine myself going to like a. a a, a car lot to buy a van but you've gone from a gti which my brother has a similar car to what i have transitioning to basically a, a work car it's funny you say that in terms of not being able to think of yourself yeah being able to drive something like that it's to me it's not about what people think anymore i don't give a shit about what but people it, think. you know but for, for yourself it was i'm sure it was fun to drive the gti there was like kind of that um entertainment of driving now it's really just for utility to get to places i think with most things with most people in general they buy things that they think is going to impress other people right. i'm not sure if that's the case with you, you probably love your cars i don't know yeah. but with most things in terms of you know a nice rolex watch or mm. uh, I, I saw this post of this dude on, on my instagram page today of him holding like he literally just took a photo of him yeah. holding a, a wad of fucking hundred dollar notes yeah. in front of a merc right i'm like wh- what what? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't, I'm not doing this to freaking impress anyone. Yeah. I'm doing this for myself. So why the hell would I want to impress you? And, and it's, it's really interesting you said that in terms of the transition from yeah. the sports car representing where I was in my life and now. Um, so car history, I actually drove a shitty um, <laughs> Echo, like Toyota Echo when Ooh. I first got my license. Ooh. It was a, a beta, a, a beta that, that my phone got me. A phone drove and he smashed <laughs> it and gave it to me. Yeah, yeah like I had me two occasions. Oh, two occasions, like, yeah. That thing was but it's so beat up by the end that a car yard, like sorry, a, a scrap metal, a, a scrap metal company came out. And it's like, hey, we'll give you five hundred bucks for it, and we said yes because oh. no one else was gonna buy that vehicle. Oh, it's a bit of shit. Uh, oh yeah. my god, I remember the, the passenger <laughs> door on the left hand side didn't open because uh, Fung fell asleep on the wheel <laughs> on the highway, smashed, oh uh, smashed into a bloody hand uh, with, with the rail, the, the rails, side yeah, rail. yeah, yeah. yeah, the safety rails. Fuck, man. But anyways, look, that, that was the first car I've ever had when I, I got my, my yeah. piece. Um, and then I transitioned over to a Toyota Corolla. Mm. So going up to the GTA, yeah, I always yeah. had responsible cars that, that didn't sure. waste a lot of money. And that's yeah. all, that was always my thinking, get a car that's, you know, that, that's not going to waste any fuel, mm. low mm. maintenance mm. and stuff. Um, after that, I eventually got the Honda Civic, I think it was. Mm. Uh, again, an economy car, nothing an too flashy. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. After, um, after that point, I think my, one of my mates, Paul, he, um, he got himself an Evo. A, a Mitsubishi oh, Evo. Nice. I remember working. Yeah, on. yeah. And and look, don't get me wrong, I always loved uh, the GDI. So it was always yeah. kind of a, a, a dream car that I wanted right, to right, get. Right. Um, and then when I saw him get it, I kind of got envious. I'm like, hey, look, I want my fucking car too. So I ended up getting a finance, uh, a loan for it, which is <laughs> stupid. Like, I don't recommend any, unless it's not going to make you money, don't fucking splurge yourself. I it's agree so with stupid. that. I agree with that mentality as well. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, I, I ended up getting that car and, and I did nothing but stress over getting that loan paid for the next couple of months. 
Right. So I just smashed well, it so, up. So smashed, was smashed, that smashed. because you didn't have the money to, to buy at the time? So you financed mm, it or? Yeah, yeah. But I was, I was also thinking about selling the, the, the Honda Civic. Right, so, right, okay. So like I wouldn't, so the, the loan was like 20 grand or something like that. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to pay a thing. Um, I wasn't going to um, get a loan for like 20 grand. I was only getting grand for like seven, seven grand or something yeah, like that. Because, yeah, right, right, you know, right. I want to sell my car and stuff. Sure. So that was always my thinking, how do I minimize cost and all that stuff? Um, so once I did, I sold that and started paying paying off the mm. car off. Mm. And um, no, I, I love that little car. It was just so zippy. And every time you, you, you drove it hard, it was like, yeah. <laughs> it's that little <laughs> the, fart. The, the DSG, DSG fart. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, God. Yeah. Did, you, did, you hear, did you hear Ron's one? No, it didn't. Oh, it's nice. No. It's a nice oh, little it's, it's It's definitely yeah. something it's enjoyable to splurge yourself yeah. in. But... But after that, um, we we got into a mark game and, and the GTI no longer cut it for me. It's just mm. it's useless. It couldn't make me any money. I couldn't tell anything with that. Yeah. Um, so I ended up. What did I do with it? I what did you do with it? I don't. Know. I don't know. You got like, what? What did you get after the GTI? Uh, Tiguan. Tiguan. You had a Tiguan. Oh Tiguan. yeah, oh, I remember manual. that thing. That was fun. That was fun car. It was manual. Wait, what did I do with the with the GTI? I can't did remember. No, I wouldn't have traded that. No, I sold it to a Chinese dude. <laughs> I got so I got I bought it for twenty. I sold it for nineteen five. A year oh, later, that's a, nice. That's a oh, you only had it for a year. I only had it for a year. I only Shit. had it for a year, dude. That's a good deal. I, I but was, then again, you've you've always had like a good history of the, with like reselling cars. Yeah, like no, you, you made a you made a profit. Once I made or a twice. profit. So um, so after selling my um Corolla Toyota Corolla before the Civic, hmm. I, I I couldn't I didn't know what else I wanted to get. And I got another Corolla, and this one was. A freaking lemon! It was a <laughs> lemon. Like I bought it from this Arab lady. I'm, I'm not saying and I don't anything about Arabs. But I bought it. So I'm just. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not racial. It's not racial. Yeah. I just bought it from an Arab lady, and then um, I, I took it home. And halfway home, uh, we stopped for gas something, and, and and my girlfriend she clicked on that button which makes the mirrors go in, and one side didn't work. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, yeah. And I and then and then I realized that one side wasn't mechanical for some reason. Well, it wasn't automatic for some reason. What? I'm like, that's weird. And then when I finally got home, I did a ref check and realized it was it was a uh, write-off car that was fixed. Whoa. Wait, I was like, you didn't do a ref check before you bought it? Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Dude. And I was stressing out. I was like, shit, 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 yeah. shit. Put on put on car sales the week after. The week after that, I sold it for uh, for a profit of two grand, I think it was. Hey, two, three grand. Two grand. I flipped it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I flipped that and I, and, I, and, I, and I made pretty decent profit from that. So I was pretty mm. happy within two weeks. Um yeah, no, so going back to the to the GTI, um, so I yeah I figured out that that was basically useless in terms of making money for me. So yeah, um, so we did, did you have like another car at that time? Like no, 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 no. We didn't have anything. I think we were just driving. Which car were we driving? X Trail. Oh no, X Trail. For what? To go to Canberra and right room and stuff. <laughs> the X Trail with the petrol smell. Yeah, that <laughs> thing. That thing had like leak, like leaking petrol somewhere. Like every time we drove like long drives, right? Yeah. It had. You could smell petrol the, in the, the whole ca- way in the whole cabin. It was fucking horrendous. Yeah, but um, so I it's ended fun times. Up, yeah, ended up selling it to some Chinese dude mm. and then um, and then buying myself a Tiguan, a menu. Why, why, why the Tiguan? Towing, towing. So everything I did. Oh, from I do there, remember the Tiguan now. Yeah, I everything I, I did from there on was was business related. Um, yeah. So for in terms of cars, so uh, I transitioned over the, the my fun time. I think that was during the time where, oh yes, that was during the time where I started my corporate my official corporate role as well. Mm. So I had the car and then I ended up selling it and getting Tiguan, um, and then and then uh, using that for work. So I went to like um, uh, the, the weekly markets on the weekends. 
Um, and from there, I wanted to get a bigger car because I wanted to expand and, and be able to like tow heavier, heavier, heavier stuff. Um, so I got the Challenger, which was a, another lemon, which I kept for a year. Oh, it wasn't that bad. It was actually okay, but I, I didn't like it too much. Yeah, it was under so a year. Sorry, I kept it for under a year. It's not a very comfortable car to drive. No, it was a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, and then um, from there, I eventually, which is this year, this year actually, started this year, I, I traded that one in for um, Hyundai Island, one of the new new mm. ones, um, straight off the lot. Um, financed it for 0% interest. So I was pretty happy with that nice. deal. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good deal. Yeah, hundred percent. So I wasn't owing money anywhere. Uh, yeah. Well, apart from the monthly payment, which I don't recommend, um, but it's yeah. making you money. Like the thing is, like with vans, mm. like even with my recent purchase, like I think I think it's okay. Like mm. if you if you're gonna be yeah. making money of it, mm. then by all means, like it's just, it goes it goes with our previous um, point. How like you know if you're gonna get a mm. loan or mm. buy something, it's worth every penny. Mm. It, it definitely sounds like you had a pretty good transition from a pretty nice car mm. into like a full-on just work van yeah look that's look don't get me wrong i don't like if i was to go back a couple of years back when yeah. i had the gtr and, and and tell my younger self hey yo take this gtr away you have this van now i'd definitely be butthurt as well yeah definitely be something that i wouldn't enjoy so much but uh, growing i guess it's part of growing up as well and also be, become that mindset like you know all of the, your bill gates and and, and mm. all your mm. your you know, it's Mark Zuckerberg. They don't wear Rolex and no. they don't wear flashy stuff at no. all. They just wear. That's, it's it's yeah. bare minimum. It's, you don't need if when when you're that successful, you don't need to show anyone that you have all that kind yeah. of. Yeah, it's 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 really like a created status symbol for yeah. people who are poor and poor. and like uh, don't know what what the meaning of being like uh, wealthy is. Yeah, like there's there's a difference between being rich. Mm. Like rich is like a term for the poor people to define that person who's got a lot of money to, who's mm. able to buy shit. Mm. And wealthy, who's who's very money conscious, putting money away, putting savings, putting to mm. investments. Putting well, they, they like, definitely you know, say like you know yeah. nobody ever got rich by you know buying dumb shit, right? Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, Quote it, from Ron. I mean, I, I mean <laughs> nobody you, got. You definitely, <laughs> you definitely got rich by doing dumb shit. Or <laughs> well, by buying dumb. By shit. buying dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. like I, I think I think uh, like I see a lot of people like wealthy people buy watches. I was like watches, you, you know. My my cousin, with his bonus, he bought a like a twenty fifteen grand watch. Like it's not cheap. How many? How much? Fifteen grand watch. 15 Fuck grand me. Watch. Yeah, what it's ridiculous. Do? What do you do with that? But I realized that a lot of people buy watches because it's an investment. A lot of watches have pretty good resale value. Wow. And some of them even like have a, you know, sell for even more than what it was. But the question is, does he wear it? Rarely, I, I would say rarely. But if it's an investment, probably I wouldn't. I'll just leave it at home, wait for it to value to grow. Yeah. So he, I, but you know, sometimes he'll wear it. Most times he, he he doesn't. But if you have twenty grand and and say you work at nine to five, you can put that into a a nice car. Mm. It's a depreciating asset. You can you know put it towards a holiday. You know, and then right. at the end that it's gone. Look, in saying that, why do you buy fancy cars if you know depreciating? You're pretty money conscious. I, I know. Yeah. I mean, Why? when I bought my TTS, I bought it for about 34. I sold it for 27. So I lost about long, seven grand after? in about two or three years. Damn. Yeah. That's actually like you lose, you lose in quite a, a bit. A lot of money. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, so the reason why I, I, I buy it is because I like, I enjoy fast cars. Mm-hmm. 
and also enjoy. But you feel good when people look at you, yeah. Yeah, don't lie. Come on. Yeah. Man. <laughs> no, no, not really. I, I don't really care. Come on. Like right, for for me, on. it's it's nice to be in a nice place to drive. Like I I could very very my, easily have bought like a like a like an Evo, right? They'd be the, just the, as fast. The cabin in my van is pretty nice. <laughs> Look, if, if you're on one of the the driver's seat or the the seat like on the edge is fine. If you're in the middle, oof. Hey man, that's tough. that seat is reserved for the staff. Yeah, oh. for the, the newer the staff, the, the, the more in the middle they You sit. get promoted to like the, the window seat. The window seat is it. Oh um, man. No but, man. But yeah, like definitely like I, 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 I enjoy being in a, like in a nice place mm. and, and it drives well. Um, Although I do I think- mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, an asset, it's it's a depreciating asset. You know? Yeah. In 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 two or three years' time, we'll see Ron in a fucking truck. <laughs> it's making you money, man. <laughs> like it's possible. Look, maybe yeah. maybe there's a correlation between um, um, people in a nine to five or, or whatever being that yeah. the rat race and also following the system being being trapped that way in terms of you know the spending and have to work and then just pay things off and spending and to kind of but and maybe there's there's another correlation with people who kind of own a business not having enough time to actually splurge on that kind of mm. stuff so they never really buy that stuff. Um, look, I don't know. I don't know. Um, for, but I know for, for a fact that I don't enjoy the all this luxury stuff. I don't I don't see a need for them. I just, I like, I, I can appreciate a nice yeah. AMG that drives by, you know, or a nice Audi or whatever, but I don't, I don't see a need for it. Yeah, I've look, it. I mean, there's, there's definitely people who buy cars just for the status. I mean, there's yeah. people who can, who, who can barely drive that drives like, you know AMGs. Mm. You know it's it's ridiculous. But for me, you know I I'm, I'm a car guy. I enjoy cars. I, I like detailing my car. So for me, I I like to take care of my car. It's kind of um, an, an an interest for me. And so for me, mm. that kind of depreciation is kind of um, my appreciation for the car mm. during that time. Okay. So when I sold my car, you know, did I get seven grand worth of value in my pocket? No. Did I get seven grand worth of experiences in driving the car? It's questionable, maybe, but but for me, it's it's it, it is what it is. Mm. You know, in, in you know three, four, five years when I sell my car, when it's when I lose five, ten grand, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting but, but, thing but to think. The, of. It's, it's it's quite an interesting uh, interesting thing to think about. Like you know, the purchases like mm. you you do. Uh, whether you get the value out of it or whether you're just yeah. buying it just to make money, but like look. like the amount of driving I do, I could really get by with with a, a Corolla. Mm. Yeah, which, which I was driving like? my mom's Corolla for like a month before I bought my car. Now it was a nice experience for that. Less fuel. It, it was tough. It was tough. I mean, the, why though? I, I just it just felt shit leaving did, did you did you feel ashamed of people seeing you in the no. car no look I, I took care of the corolla as well like it was it was clean like i i like people like like seeing how clean it was because i cleaned it yeah but just being inside it just didn't make me happy just yeah. didn't give me the rush of you know driving quick mm. so so for me it's it's being a car guy is kind of that's that's what i'm paying for that's yeah. what the depreciation goes this, to is, goes this is hence why i'm like trying to push you to do that car detailing like job like sorry Oof. business there because yeah. you're gonna you're gonna experience really nice cars there <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely anyway. but i guess like for me as well like a van doesn't really wouldn't make sense for me because i'm not 
in, in, in that business. It's, it's very situational. Like, yeah. I mean, I just purchased one because, like, I mean, I'm in the same game as my yeah. brother, so I'm going to need something bigger to haul shit around. To be honest, I wasn't really into vans when I first thought of <laughs> I don't think anybody is into vans. I mean, no, no. You, like, get, you go into vans because you have to get into <clears throat> yeah. vans, right? No, I'll I actually like my car. It looks nice. Um, <laughs> shut up, bro. Actually, dude, dude there, <laughs> like, was, there was a guy that wanted to, to, to rent out my farm right. to store buses. Because he was a uh, he was a commercial bus collector. What? Wow, interesting. It's like I'm like, what I, what what is a commercial bus collector? I'm talking about like those buses that you see driving around, hauling people around the around the city. Yeah, those type of buses. So he buys them for four hundred thousand dollars a pop. Oh shit! Just to collect them, and I'm like, so he's how many people are doing this? Anywhere, yeah. he goes. Oh, there's about like eighty people in New South Wales alone that uh, that have a, a commercial bus collecting club. Looks like Ron is start detailing buses. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna get like I'm gonna need like ten of your staff just to detail one bus. Man, yeah, man like they're um, they're there if you need them. They're there if you need um, them. Yeah, no. Like going back to my point, I was not really into vans before this. Yeah. Like, I didn't never really want to get a van. I actually wanted to get a Hilux, something that could tow. But then I kind of found that it not being practical. Yeah. In terms of being able to put things into it and you know safety and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, this is what I kind of resorted to. Like I do kind of still want to get a Hilux, but I don't really yeah. see a need for it at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know why 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 I have a car and why you have your car is, is totally different. Mm. Right? I have it just purely for my own entertainment. Mm. You know, you have it for for work, mm. and for work, you don't want to put a lot of investment into it, obviously. So yeah. keep it cheap. Yeah. Anyways, um, look, we're running on, on about an hour and forty minutes oh uh, of the podcast. How, how do you feel? Look, how did you like? Being on a podcast, no, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's fun. Does um, it did, does that help with your thought processes? Like, uh, like you know, telling your story about like how, where you, where you came from, how how where you're going, and uh, you know what you're doing at the moment as well. No, it's definitely an eye-opening, um, um, I guess, thing to kind of hear your thought run about how focused you think I am. Yeah, I definitely something I want to take out and kind of think about that. Um, mm. I didn't really think of myself like that. I knew I was driven. Mm. Definitely something that I've I've figured out along along my the journey I guess I've been mm. taking, but uh, to be able to hear from someone else kind of validates that and 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 really makes you think like oh well okay maybe that is an aspect that I have that's that kind of attributes to my success I've had mm. so far I mean not to say I'm 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 you know a super successful person yet, um, but yeah I'm I'm I'm, I'm I, I feel like I'm, I'm I'm in the step I'm in the step oh what's that saying stage. I mean, I mean, in the right direction in terms yeah. of where where I'm, yeah. I'm heading. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. you're definitely focused on 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 that, mm. you know, which is, and I mean, look, this is why we want to have this conversation on this podcast because this is what we want to show people and uh, you know what uh, what options they have out there. That the nine to five is not the only option. Mm. That uh, you can live your life doing your passion or like live your life with purpose mm. to get to get to a place where you know that you can be happy with your life right yeah or, or to do what you want to or do do what you do to mm. achieve a goal which might not necessarily be what you're working on but mm. whatever you're working on helps you achieve whatever goal you mm. you have yeah so i do have one last question what's your long term goal mm, i don't really have one to be honest i'm just so, working so so this marketing is clearly is, is is not it's not a passion of yours you, you is, markets is not a passion right my passion is making money. Right. 
So, it's the business so side of things. In any form. In, in any, any form. form. No, yeah. okay, not any. I'm not going to sell my body for money. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Um, but look, I I've I don't hate it. Like don't I don't know. I don't I don't hate it, but it's not something that I wake up and like, yeah, let's go to the market. Yeah. Actually no, it, it is kind of something I think about. Because because of the money making, because it's, it generates though. me money, and I know that I yeah. can make a very comfortable living from it. Um, but that's not to say I, I don't have any. Uh, that's not to say I don't have any other dreams or, or any yeah. passion. Yeah. Um, there there is a lot of things that I I'd like to do in you know, e-commerce or start mm. another business mm. or revenue stream. Um, but, rec- but these these other revenue streams or, or e-commerce is is that is that a passion or is it just something that more another way to make money though? But what's to say that can't be a passion as well? I mean, well, that, that's the question I'm asking. Yeah. Is is e-commerce a, a, a passion? Um, I, look, it's hard to say considering, like I said, passion is really when I, I enjoy seeing money come in. Mm. Like I really do seeing profits. I mean, who doesn't, right? Yeah. Um, and if that if I work towards that and end up generating uh, another revenue stream for me, uh, how, you know, is it? Can you say that that's a passion, or can you say it's, you just enjoy it because you make the money? But why can't you just you know say it's it does both? You know, it's it's mm. my passion is to make something. You know, but what if you 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 know? Oh, yeah. maybe maybe let me reword it. So mm. maybe my passion is seeing something succeed rather than right. making okay. the money. You know what I mean? Okay. And what is what is success to me? Success to me is making money. So right. so each of these kind of income sources that you, you you might be looking into is kind of like a little project. Yeah, if it's kind of. making money, then there's You've you've kind of reached like a, a, a level of success in, in that particular project, mm. okay? And how you know? And mm. how can I you know reach the next step with that project? Right. I guess yeah. That's definitely a okay. Well, interesting look, take. Yeah. Any um any last words? Because like we we definitely learned a lot. Though, from, I I, I definitely you. have something that I, I wanted to ask you about this whole. I, I think we discussed this before. But this whole sugar free. Diet, oh way. yes, yes. Actually, that's that's. I think yeah. I think we should, that's a good good um, good topic to end this podcast uh, with. So we're planning tomorrow. We're planning to start the thirty day no sugar. Oh, okay, cool. So um, no, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. I mean, uh, so it's it's something I've done before and something I'm doing again right now. And as we speak, I'm going through it. It's um, how many days? I'd, I'd say close to a month now. What 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 prompted you in in the beginning? Oh, I got fat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got fat, man. Oh, I get easy fat. done. <laughs> um, so I uh, I currently weigh I I currently weighed ninety eight before this diet. Yeah. I, so so what it was was that um, yeah you don't, I was, look, I was, you don't look ninety eight kilos. Yeah, it's weird, man. I, I, Holy I, shit! I know it must be my legs or something. <laughs> um, so um, I was ninety eight kilos. Um, and yeah, I just kind of figured out that my diet that was just dog shit. I was eating fucking sugar and soft drinks and just what's, anything. What's your sugar of sauce like? What, what's your what's your source of sugar? Anything like? there? Chocolate chips, Ooh, soft drinks, Oof. markets. You know, there's constantly soft drinks fries. there. Oh my god! Oh fries. Yeah. So what I decided to do is I decided to cut out. Um, Sugar, so any refined sugar in terms of uh, soft drinks, candy, chocolate, cake, cake is fucking oh, oh my god. Anything, anything that's like like concentrated sugar. Yeah. Um, like uh, look, uh, that's not to say I've cut out you know like like uh, sauce that that's on my on yeah, my yeah. burgers or whatever the case is. Um, but look, the results so far, I, I've already dropped down to about ninety four point eight or ninety five yeah. around there. Dude, I've that's dropped, how in in a month. Yeah, less that's than like a month. Almost five kilos. No. 98, 94 is only four kilos. Yeah, almost five. Three, yeah, three to four. 
Um, so you you you'd be surprised how much weight you actually drop just cutting out sugar. It's like I said, I've done this diet before, and and yeah. the worst I think three times now actually, and the worst part is always the first week is <laughs> when you uh, you're gonna have mad craving for the yeah. first week or so. But, but you were like a like a sugar fiend, right? Like beforehand, like you just. You, you you were like hardened on the sugar. No 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I I've, I'm I'm pretty conscious about my health right. as well and what I eat. But when it's there, I always get temptations. Oh, I have one chocolate bar. Or I don't just sit there and fucking munch down. Yeah, like, yeah, you, you, you're not you're not going to like Woolies and like just grabbing like no. a bunch of chocolate. And no no no. That's my my girlfriend does that, which is the worst. She always buys a lot of junk food and stuff. Yeah. So I end up just picking out home. Oof. But 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 you'd be surprised when when you restrict yourself from eating yeah. sugar or, or in anything any junk in general that you don't want to eat. After like your appetite just kind yeah. of shrinks, like you um like even, like now that that we speak or like now that I've started this diet, I've cut out sugar and also fries. Fries and sugar. Uh, fries is one of the main things because I work in a uh, my, one of my stores is Snitzel yeah. store where I do uh, chicken and fries, and fries are based I'm around fries basically four times a week on <laughs> every single week. Yeah, so it, it's it's there, so I end up eating it. Um, so once I cut out that, I realized that I haven't I don't have, really have anything left to eat. <laughs> at the markets, right? Yeah, and also sugar by cutting that out. I don't junk at home, but I don't junk at the market. So, but is uh, obviously the fries are still there. What about like at home? Are the the chocolates and the no. are still around? Uh, they're in boxes and stuff. But then I have yeah. no temptation anymore. Mm. Like every now and again, yeah, I'd, I'd have some temptation. But fruits definitely a great substitute for sugar, right? Because every time you, you feel like you know you you, you cra- like every now and again you eat pizza or whatever, you crave sugar, right? yeah, you crave yeah. Pepsi, you crave whatever the case. <laughs> Um, it's actually true. Like yeah, pizza like anything salty will like will yeah. want you. Yeah, hundred percent. But the, like I said, the first week will be the worst for you guys. Yeah. Once you get the first week, you'll see that craving just disappear. Like every now and again, it might spike a little bit because your body's telling you it mm-hmm. wants that sugar. But you know, if you if if you're able to you know to kind of suppress it and just have some water or have some have some fruits, yeah. you'd be it will disappear mm-hmm. again. So mm-hmm. even now, I've got no temptations to eat. Let's say you know we had cake over the weekend. Yeah, at, at the, the grandparents, I had, had some cravings. I'm like, no, nah, I don't. I don't so feel so like you didn't it. have any cake. No, we didn't. And it's our favorite, like family's favorite cake as well. It's yeah, like it's those totally fruit favorite. covered fruit. with like yeah. just just jello of like sugar. Right. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So um, yeah, man, definitely Custard. recommend it. Yeah. Sugar, sugar is so bad for you. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so if you can cut it out, I recommend it greatly. How yeah. long are you doing this this diet for? I don't know. I kind of want to go forever. Eh? I don't think it'll last forever because I'm yeah. going. I'm going to Thailand in November. <laughs> so I got to get you know, in shape and I can get rid of the belly. Mm. Um, <laughs> and look, I, I also it's also for jujitsu in terms of being able to move faster mm. and being mm. healthier. Um, and look, it just improves your daily life. I mean, again, like I said, I don't have, I'm not, I don't have hunger cravings all the time anymore, like yeah. snacking, because right. you've eliminated that that snack mm. kind of. Um, like chips and stuff too. I mean, it's not sugar, but it's still junk food. Yeah, um, I've got a real problem with that, like uh, with sugar and stuff like that. Like, I just that's my automatic mm. thing. I just mm. go to when I'm like hungry or anything like that. I want something sweet. Yeah, you've conditioned your body that way. Yeah, uh, but once once you eliminate it, you'll see that your body will start to change and kind of eat more healthy um, and you know have a have a better appetite mm. to eat proper food. And also, it, I feel like it regulates your. It regulates your your diet a bit better in terms of different times of eating, like lunch, dinner, and yeah. breakfast. Yeah, and also um, it controls your energy level so much better. Like it changes your your energy level. You'll see that you you, you won't be as tired throughout the day anymore. Mm. Um, okay, so yeah, check it out if you can. So so what 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 is our our challenge? Just thirty days of no. I want to see. I want to document like for thirty days yeah. without touching anything that's got refined sugar yeah like anything that we know for example that that we when you look at it that's mm-hmm. you know that's sugar straight away so yeah. anything the yeah. dessert cake uh sugary drinks 
Um, oof, oof. Like, but anything like uh, Jay, Jay said, yeah. sauces that's fine because like it's on top of your food anyways. Mm. But like it's anything that's got refined sugar that you know has got refined sugar. What concentrated sauce? Huh? Chocolate sauce. Nope. No, that's sugar, dude. That's sugar. Sugar. What, what are you eating oh. chocolate sauce with? Wait, he, like ice cream. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. See, he's, he's already getting jitters, dude. Oh, he's already getting jitters. Man. Let's like, do it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a I'm, big sugar guy, but you know, sometimes like I go, um, you know, for you know, family dinner, mm. and there's sometimes there's dessert. Weigh yourself before you do it too. Make yeah, sure like, you weigh look, yourself. Yeah. Let's 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 do it. I mean. Uh, tomorrow will be our first day. We'll check back in a week to see how we go, and then and the uh, winners know. get a belt, like Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, maybe we should do like a. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Wait, we'll, we'll, look, winners, right? we'll, uh, we'll come up with something next yeah. week and see, like, uh, see if we can reward ourselves by the end of thirty days or something like that. Um, I think it's probably going to be like a dessert bar. Mm. That's like my reward. Yeah, <laughs> that's a horrible challenge. Oh, you can't, oh. you can't really give yourself a, a, a <laughs> <laughs> just go hard right back into it. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Oh, I'll figure it out, man. We'll, we'll figure it. Some sort yeah. of. No, I highly recommend. It. Like, yeah, wait. Make sure you measure yourself before before yeah. you start because like yeah. you try I'm to do the before and after the scale. Yeah. Look, anyways, I know you have to go home. Uh, it's it's been yeah. late. Uh, we 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 already hit, almost hit two hours. Like I didn't know we were gonna nice. hit that this long My for God. the podcast. And yeah. look, do you have any last words for listeners out there that uh, that might want to get into BJJ or like in, into business or side business? Words, yeah, yeah just, like that? of course. Um, just like Shia LaBeouf says, just do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> um, no, seriously, just do it, man. Just just get started. That's all. You, that's, yeah. that's all you can really do uh, to like make whatever it. that might be. Yeah, whatever that might be just just even with jujitsu to be honest not not to prolong this this podcast yeah. any longer but even with jujitsu i remember when i first um wanted to get into it i was like pondering it for ages me too yeah yeah and i was like yeah man fuck i'll just come to the hotel but then i finally like even when i went to the gym and and they sent me all the paperwork to do and then i, I looked at it i'm like oh fuck that's really expensive and then i yeah. want to back up that i didn't luckily I, I didn't do that yeah, yeah. i kept going with it um and now like even with now I want to start like boxing and, and Muay Thai and stuff like that and, and I'm, I'm in that stage where I'm like fuck that's gonna like take a lot of just, your time that's the thing like if I start doing it uh, it's gonna take so much time but look I'm not gonna get any better just sitting on it every day I'm not doing it is the day that I'm not getting better at it so mm. that's the thing you kind of want to think of that way look if, if I didn't take that leap into doing Jiu Jitsu who knows? Maybe by now I wouldn't be a blue belt, or you know, it'd be interesting. I want to see. Well, you definitely wouldn't be a blue yeah. belt. Yeah, you no, didn't sure. start jujitsu. Yeah, yeah earlier. Um, but then you know, there might be other things that you might not pick up, you mm. know, just because you just don't have that confidence Correct. to jump into it. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Definitely want to like see some some progress later on. If you want to come back on this podcast later yeah. on when uh, we actually launch, yeah, uh, yeah, it'd sure. be interesting to see what you know new source of income you'll come up with next time hmm. yeah. maybe I'll start a car detailing service yeah it could be yeah, <laughs> and Ron can be working for under me <laughs> that, that'll be fine yeah alright man uh, thanks so much for coming on thanks, uh, like you know that, that was a really great experience to, to listen to your story and actually like, uh, you know, learn from it too mm. yeah when do I get paid no, I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> alright guys thank you so much thank for listening uh, we're out thank you bye <laughs>